Hi everyone, this is Raven and Campbell from Musicals, and we'd Hello. like to talk to you today about a nonprofit music education group that we are partnering with. Yep, we'd like to talk to you about Education Through Music. They partner with under-resourced schools to provide music as a core subject for all children. And they utilize music education as a catalyst to improve academic achievement, motivation for school, and self-confidence. Exactly. So they work with 52 different partner schools throughout New York City, um, and they work with them to institute sustainable music education programs by hiring qualified teachers, matching them with the school, and really equipping the teachers with the tools to succeed and be able to provide quality music education to all of the students attending that institution. So we think, you know, from this podcast, we think it's incredibly important to provide music education to all children, um, that everyone should have access to it to help, you know, really instill those lifelong passions that have been so influential for Campbell and I. So we believe that supporting this organization is the way you can support our podcast. Yep. And you can do so by going to give.etmonline.org slash boozicals. Again, that's give.etmonline.org slash boozicals. And yeah, you can really uh, help these kids if that's what you're into. Support the youths. Shut okay. up. That's, don't, don't, don't patronize me. Okay. Uh, I don't need you Enjoy the episode. <laughs> I'm done with this. <laughs> Hello. Hello, Cam- Campbell. Yeah. <laughs> Say my name much? Ugh. Ooh, <laughs> um, anyway, welcome back to Boozles, um, the podcast where Raven and I get drunk, talk about musicals, um, mm-hmm. argue about our musical abilities with one another because Very some often. people can't read music properly. Read music? Nope. Cannot nope. do that. Just, it's, it's tricky. <laughs> it's tricky. We're not professionals. It's just a lot of black dots on a page. My brain we're is just, confused. We're, we're not professionals. We're just fans. So Not in the slightest. Yeah. How are you doing today, Raven? I am doing pretty well. Um, I had quite a good day. Uh, I had a busy day. I was cleaning my old apartment because mm-hmm. uh, we're getting ready for like the actual lease to end and everything and doing all that stuff. Um, and I don't love cleaning, but I do love listening to podcasts, which is what I was doing while I was cleaning. <laughs> um, <laughs> um so yeah, I, I've had what a pretty good day. What podcast did you listen to? Up. Office Ladies. Traitor. <laughs> I listen to ours so I'm editing it. You, wait, you don't listen to ours once it's published? Never have, no. Not once. <laughs> Traitor. Anywho. <laughs> how's your day been, Kim? Oh, uh, really good. Uh, it's been a really productive today day today i woke up at like 4 a.m to go like on a run i ran like 10 miles this morning and then i like you know did some yoga exercise made a really good breakfast ran some errands did some cleaning went into lab ran this awesome experiment yeah amazing well it was a lie i was super hungover and didn't get out of bed till like 11 (laughs) so i wanted to impress you (laughs) insane yeah because also it's only like 3 p.m for you (laughs) <laughs> also, not even yet. It should have like been like, yeah, I, I ran. Nope. That's that's not true. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, one time I was right. like in college, I was going to like head over to like my friend's apartment and she was like, hurry. I was like, I've already started sprinting. And then we both start laughing <laughs> on the phone <laughs> without ludicrous. That would be. Yeah. Running is not a thing that you do. Yeah. So I'm Which is really fine, though, you're still um, excited to drink fine, more yeah. and I'm going to a winery tomorrow. So this, this weekend's just going to be. <laughs> 
See, I on the flip side, last night I was like relaxing and I thought about, you know, just like breaking out a bottle of wine because I have several. Um, <laughs> and I was just like, no, you know what? I had a little bit of a headache today. I haven't been super hydrated and I'm going to be drinking a lot tomorrow. It would be irresponsible of me as an adult person to drink tonight. So I'm going to choose not to and drink water instead. And you just apparently went in the opposite direction. Raven. <laughs> I like how you're saying this because you're like, yes, I am a mature adult uh, woman. Mature. Uh, and this is something I regularly do, which is bullshit. <laughs> I need you to step and off your high fucking horse for a second. The one time was, in your uh, life you decide to do this and be responsible uh, with your alcohol um, intake. Okay, okay. So, Don't so listeners, uh, I also just got back from vacation to New Orleans with my uh, sisters and my mom. And regularly, my mom expressed significant concern at the amount that me and my sisters were drinking yeah, <laughs> and she was just like maybe y'all should just like drink some water or like slow down drink some and we we're like mother not today not this today. is not the time <laughs> not in new orleans <laughs> well raven what music have you been listening to recently i haven't it's listened been, it's to been so a, a few time, weeks like, since we've recorded it has been it's been quite a long we've time we've dearly missed each um, other <laughs> so much <laughs> um yeah so i've been listening to um a lot of ava max Ooh. um yeah because she she would pop up sometimes when i would do like oh like find search for a song and then do like that song's radio and stuff like that she would pop up every now and then and so i was like you know what let me just listen to her um and so yeah so i listened to her like this is ava max like radio or whatever and i really like her music because um, she's very much like in line with a lot of the other artists I already listened to, but she still is her own sort of musician and singer on her own. Um, so I, I really like her. And then there's also, um, so, you know, occasionally I watch like Dutch TV, Dutch movies, etc. cetera. Um, so there's this one Dutch movie that I watched called Manaharten, which is basically translates like men's hearts. Um, it's weird, they named their stuff weirdly. Um, but there was a song that was written for that movie. It's like the title song or like whatever. And it's so cute. And so I listen, I've also been listening to that on repeat. Um, but it's a really cute song. It's all just about like, oh, if I'm quiet, there's like, there's a lot of things that I want to say that I just don't know how to say, like more than it seems, like all this other stuff. And like, it doesn't mean that I'm not listening to like the things that you're saying and the things that you feel. But a lot of times, like I forget to tell you how great you are, but that doesn't mean I don't love you and stuff like that. And it's just a really cute song and I really love it. That's nice. <laughs> yeah. What are you listening to, Campbell? I've been listening to a lot of Orville Peck. Are you familiar with I've heard with that his name, works? but I'm not familiar. Uh, he is a country singer, and he recently did a cover of the song Jackson um, with Trixie Mattel. Amazing. Orville Peck, um, if you're listening to this, I am in love with you, and uh, we should be together Oh, is, is he the one that you sent me that video? Yep. Like the... Yeah, okay. he like covers his face. I was about to say, that name seems familiar. Oh, uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, amazing country singer. Uh, gay icon, wonderful person, mm -hmm. Orville Peck. And uh, he also has a, like a slowed down version um, cover of Fancy by Reba McIntyre, Ooh. 
um, which is the second <laughs> time I've said Reba McIntyre like that today to Raven. Um, unintentionally, it just happens. I feel like that's just always how you... I feel like anytime I've heard you say her name, you Reba say it like McIntyre. Reba McIntyre? Reba McIntyre. Um, <laughs> yeah, and it's really good. Everyone should listen to Oriole Peck. Nice. Raven. Yes. Would you like to tell our dear, dear listeners? Yes, I would, Campbell. What we are. Um. <laughs> yeah, how about you say what we're listening to? I got some, like, a quick background. Okay. Well, you can, you know what? You can say what we're drinking. Describe it. The notes. Ooh. And then, and then we'll just, you know what? We'll just get, we'll go off script. We'll, 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 we'll just, do, we'll, we'll do just that. We'll talk about it. history. We'll do it live. Yeah. <laughs> we'll just go off script, do something we've never done before. Um, and yeah, talk about the history, talk about the drink, talk about why we chose this and then talk about like maybe the movie. Yeah. Well, and this is, this is all just coming to us. Yeah, it's, it's organic. Kind of like in the moment. It's yeah. yeah it, we'll, know, just, we just, we'll just, we'll just, yes. And fucker. <laughs> God, I hate us and I love us at the same time. Um, okay. So today is a very special episode, but not for the normal reason. Normally it's because we have a guest. Um, which is always wonderful. Yeah. But today, it's because Cam- <laughs> it's because Campbell and I are getting back to our roots as a twer. Um, so we watched for this week. We watched La La Land, um, which is the twenty sixteen. Wait, no, like- I got this. I got this, Raven. Okay, La La Land. Okay, it's the twenty sixteen um, coming of age drama film about Shiron. Uh, um, and just kind of about his, like, three stages in life, like, his childhood, adolescence, early adult life, and, like, his difficulties with, uh, you know, his sexual sexuality, especially as a black man. Oh, mm. wait. Wait, no, that's Moonlight. No. I'm sorry. Mm. That's not La La Land. Oh, no. Uh, this I, is, that's, the card is wrong. Oh, man. That's Throw so, away the notes. That's so <laughs> unacceptable. I... I, I am literally the worst person for mistaking that. I am so sorry. The card says it right there, Campbell. All right, you can do I the history. I just, I just wanted to do that bit. I didn't tell Raven I was going to do that. I thought it was funny. Oh, that's like, what a wild <laughs> award ceremony that oh, was. Man. Um, yeah, so La La Land was a 2016 like American like musical rom-com drama. It was a, rom- it was a musical rom dramedy <laughs> word I, phrase i've never said before is it a drama um i i would say it's it definitely I, w- I would say it's almost more drama than comedy maybe i just don't like some of the characters i and That's so fair. i just laugh at them maybe maybe <laughs> maybe yeah maybe i'm the problem I, I see that for you i see that for you um yeah, so this movie, um, of course, stars like Ryan Gosling, Emma Stone, the John Legend, the man, the myth. Mm-hmm. Um, he is risen. J.K. Simmons, who I totally forgot was in this movie, oh, yeah. and I don't know how. <laughs> Psych. Um, <laughs> um, but yeah, so basically, this is a kind of following their, um, like, Ryan Gosling plays a jazz pianist, Emma Stone plays an inspiring actress, and it's basically about, it is sort of a coming of age, honestly, for them. Um <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so basically they meet, fall in love, and they're like pursuing their dream of becoming. They're and it's all about them like pursuing their dream in Los Angeles and like, kind of the struggles that artists of that nature inherently go through. Like whether you end up making it or not, like 
these are the struggles yeah. of aspiring artists and actresses and musicians and stuff like that. Um, and so, yeah, that's that's La La Land in a nutshell. But I think the more important history is our history, Raven. Indeed. Campbell and I, um, this musical is very near and dear to our hearts because listeners, so like, as we said, especially in our first couple episodes, um, this whole getting drunk and playing music together, this is a thing that Campbell and I have been doing for years, way before we started this podcast. And the first time we ever did this, the music we played was from La La Land. And we didn't even see the movie. And we had just like, I don't know. We hadn't seen the movie yet. <laughs> and then eventually we were just like, oh, maybe we should watch this. I mean, it was the next day. <laughs> Yeah. Do you remember? Um, Barely. We had a lot of Everclear that year, night. We did have a lot of Everclear that night. And Blue um, Hawaiian Punch. So this movie um, was received with like massive critical acclaim. Um, it got like a ninety-one percent, I think, on Rotten Tomatoes. Um, Metacritic gave it a ninety-four out of a hundred, um, and it was which on like. I think on Rotten Tomatoes, it was like the third highest scoring film of 2016, but Metacritic was the sixth highest. Um, got a ton of awards, which I'll go over a little bit as well, like when I go over the composer and stuff, since that's part of it. Um, but literally over 100 different awards across different um, like organizations and agencies yeah. and stuff, um, which is wild because, Campbell, when you and I went to see this, I have a vivid memory of we were buying our tickets, and the girl who was uh the what's the word like the ticket master teller because it's not just a cashier like it's like a ticket person the person who anyway the girl who sold us our tickets yeah i'm not helping you out at all i'm just like yeah keep going. you are the worst <laughs> um but yeah so when we told her that we were going like we were like two tickets to la la land she was like oh don't see that and we were just I, like, Excuse me. I didn't remember that i do remember that now how Dare yeah. she? No, and she was, and she was like, she was like, yeah, I get to see movies. She was like, I get to see movies for free a lot because I, I work here. You know, she was like, and I walked out of that movie. It's horrible. Like you shouldn't see it. And we were just like, oh, thanks for the recommendation. We're still gonna go see it. And then we loved it, and the world loved it. And I was like, girl, <laughs> maybe she doesn't like musicals, <laughs> or maybe she likes traditional know. musicals. Yeah. Cheers. Cheers. Ooh. Ooh. Listeners, what you hear us sipping on Ooh. and reacting to is um, the drink that we chose for this movie, which is an old fashioned. Ooh. Which is just, it's classic. This is. It's timeless. It's traditional. Timeless, like the love between Kelly Clarkson and Justin Runner Up. <laughs> that Mary J's Blige music video. <laughs> Indeed. Uh, yeah, so I, I felt like old fashions kind of fit with this movie um, because even though it is, I, I remember when, I, when we first watched it, I couldn't remember whether it was set in an older time period or set now. Um, and I feel like a lot of their, like a lot of their dress would make it feel like it's set in an older time period. Unless they're but hipsters. Then, Unless they're hipsters, correct. And I also um, feel like you may think it's set in an older time because apparently um, a lot of times they want to ignore the use of cell phones um, as yeah. if they don't exist. 
as if they don't exist. But Sebastian. then, because I, I remember in my mind coming into this movie, in my mind it was like, oh, this is a modern, a modern made movie, but it's set in older time. But then when she was going to buy her coffee or whatever, when the in the one of the first scenes when the girls working at the coffee shop, like you see, they have one of those little like iPad touchscreen checkout things, and so I was just like, no, so this this is set in twenty sixteen. But you're dressed like that. Interesting. Um, you never yeah. been to California. Indeed, I, I've been once, but I was in a conference the whole time, so it didn't count. Um, I've certainly never been to L.A. Um, but yeah, so we felt that, like, especially with him being a, especially very traditionalist jazz musician, um, and, you know, just, like, the setting and the feel of the movie, just felt that old fashions really fit. Yeah. And it's delicious. Because I, I got a pretty. I will, this is only the second old fashioned I've ever had in my life, and both of them have been since graduating college. Same. Look at us. Look at us. My first one. Ever <laughs> Did you ever think we'd be boss. here? <laughs> <laughs> Not me. <laughs> uh, it is wild. So anyway, let's get into it. Okay. So, um, first off. They closed down a part of her freeway for the opening scene. What well, was gonna say, very first image on screen. It's like that old font, like seventies font, like CinemaScope. Yep. And then this is the embarrassing question I have to ask you, Campbell. Oh God, am I gonna look? Stupid? What is the piece? What is the piece that's playing right before the? I thought okay, okay. I thought it was the 1812 overture, but I couldn't remember right? what part of the overture. I, I, That's what I thought. Now I'm unsure because I said, I said it with no like no thought, only confidence. Because when I listened to it immediately, <laughs> I was just only like, white oh, I know man that. And, like, <laughs> and I knew I knew it was an overture, yeah. and I knew it wasn't the William Tell overture. And when overture. I was listening to it, I was like... I was like, I'm pretty sure it's 1812, but then I couldn't remember what part of the 1812 overture it was. So when I, when I was looking it up, of course it came up with the finale because that became really big with V for Vendetta and stuff like that. And I was like, it's not the finale, but I couldn't find... Yeah, anyway, I wasn't sure. So, I think so. But I felt embarrassed having to ask. Um, also, so I've heard a lot of things about LA traffic this looks horrendous yeah. and I would never want to live in a city where this is even a possibility. Like even in Hampton Roads, you know, traffic gets pretty bad, but it's not this. Like this is literally full on standstill for, it seems like probably dozens of minutes at a time. Yeah. So yeah. this thing, this scene is like, uh, they're in traffic. Um, they, you know, panning to different cars. You hear different like songs on the radio. Um, mm -hmm. they, this was, um, this was over the weekend. It was like 110 degrees outside. Gross. Um, they had a, they cut off the, uh, the connection, the freeway that connected the 105 and the 110, um, in California. And there's around like 150 dancers and we get to this one car, we're getting close to this one car. Um, this woman is singing, um. Mm -hmm. It like transitions. She has a to, beautiful voice. Yes, she does. Reshma Gijarak uh, um, is such a talented singer and performer. Um, yeah. There are dozens, like like over a hundred <laughs> of people, like in this next scene, 
I, mm-hmm. I have notes for, like, the four main singers. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, so she does a really good job. I really like this song um, because Another Day of Sun, it's just pretty much about, you know, chasing after your dreams. Um, Are We Brave or Just Insane? Because they were, like, called to Hollywood. Um, you just, like, always getting rejected, but you just got wanted more, just, like, continuing on. Um, mm-hmm. And... Yeah, I thought, when, like, I first saw this, I thought this was going to be a different kind of movie if it opens up with this kind of musical number. Yeah, and I I think that is one of the things that I like about this scene and this piece. So, like, this piece, it sets the tone for the story, but not in the way you expect. Yeah. Like, it sets the tone of, like, you, like, you know you're coming into a story about hopeful young actors and musicians and artists that are aspiring to, to greatness, you know, to one day be on the silver screen. Well, it's not a silver screen anymore, but to one day be on the silver screen, to one day have a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame, all that stuff. And it, it amps you up like this. You see all the talent and like this unbridled just hope and optimism. Mm-hmm. Um, and it really lifts you high for especially the beginning parts of the story. Yeah, and the beginning part of the song, the like bum 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 uh has not left my head since the first time I saw this movie in twenty sixteen. Um see here's my thing. I I like this song. Obviously It's not my favorite song is done isn't is insanely well. Um I don't love the melody of this song. Um it's something I don't like, about like I don't like the core the melody of the chorus. Yes, yeah, I don't like the melody of the chorus. Like it just it feels <laughs> off to me. Like every every time I listen to it, like watching it again, it was like it's not what I would expect the melody to like it doesn't feel like it flows well, if that makes yeah. sense. But I'm not a critically acclaimed. Uh, you don't think it flows well? Do you over- do you think the uh, <laughs> melody is jammed? <laughs> nice. So yeah, uh the like four like I don't want to say main singers, but mostly featured singers and dancers. Um, mm-hmm. We have, like, the first woman. And then um, Hunter Hamilton sings with her. Uh, they were actually both in a Cinderella story as, like, background dancers. Oh, um, like, Halloween nice. dancers, which I thought was fun. Um, the second mo- more featured guy, Damien Gomez, um, really, really good dancer. But his singing voice is actually Sam Stone. Which, I, I don't know why, um, was not a part yeah. of this process. Um, and then we have um, Candace uh, Cohn, um, is the, like, who sings with him. And she mm-hmm. played Maria Espinosa, which is oh. Carla's sister. Yeah. Um, which she was only in one episode. Um, I, think, I think the episode's called My Best Friend's Wedding. Um, or, it was the episode, or it's the episode before that. No, it's my best friend's no, wedding. No, it, it would make it would make sense to be my best friend's wedding. Yeah, because I, <laughs> this is how I remember, um, because uh, Elliot says like rips one of their eyebrows off, and it's just like, uh, like uh, I have like two sisters <laughs> with a collective three eyebrows to take care of, <laughs> and I know that was the same episode because she was like yelling at JD for breaking her heart. And uh, oh, yeah. JD was trying to cheer, cheer up, got Kelso's keys. Like, Elliot, check it. 
and like the keys hit her in the face. It's like, what? What was that for? It's like I was trying to cheer you up, and she says, "We can cross off keys in the face." <laughs> That's such a great show. Uh, we will be doing my musical, um, of course, in a special episode that Raven and I are planning. Um, yeah, uh, this is just a fun song. They're having fun. Um, they are a menace um, to people that are yes. still in their cars. Um, they're they're if, straight if up anyone, X Games ing Travis Pastrana. Say, if anyone over did these cars, any of this bullshit on my car, like they of among among many things, they dance on top of the cars. They do backflips on the cars. There's this one person who was riding a little like one of those like trick bikes BMX, and stuff yeah. around. Yes, and like was, that was like, my X Games reference. Flips and stuff like that. Yeah, on top of the cars. I'm like, uh, no, get get your and ass then, off. Oh, and then they open up a truck and they just have a band stuck in the back of that trunk. Which, my thing is, I've been in the back of like a, a um, like a semi truck like that, and I've been in like shipping inside like a shipping container, like a U-Haul. Those things. No, no, like a shipping container. Oh. Like, yeah. What a, what a, <laughs> for work. Call Liam Neeson. What's going on with you? <laughs> and I, I, when I was in the shipping container, there was like boxes and stuff that we were unloading and doing stuff. And it was around like 90 degrees out. This was 100. It was 110. And this, I'm like, it gets hot And as it's not like they're just those. like in like their underwear or like bathing suits. No, they're in like suits. Yeah. Like full uh, regalia. Yeah, and I'm just like, um, I know they are dying right now, yeah. <laughs> but props on them because they were incredibly talented. Yeah, and there there was that one Latin dancer, and I did write down, it's like, ooh, eat it up! <laughs> I, was, I was really <laughs> proud of her. Um, and so, like, with the lyric, are they brave or just insane, um, with what they did, they are just insane. Yep, that's that's just insanity. That's, nope. Yeah. Um, and then you find out it's winter, because um, this story is told by, through the seasons. Um, I yeah, mean, I how was, else cool do you touch. measure a year? Seasons. Established dates and times. <laughs> Gregorian calendars. Not cups of coffee. Not inches. <laughs> Rent. <laughs> Rent. <laughs> also, the inches line always bothers me. I'm like, it's like, of all the things you mentioned, the do only not, one that is do physically not, impossible. Do not get engineers <laughs> riled up about units of measurement. You won't Don't hear the it. end of it. Don't do it. Ugh. Dimensional analysis, my ass. Anyway, geometry. Um, <laughs> yeah, so then, uh, so they finish this whole thing up, uh, and they get back, they all get back in their cars, and yeah, I was like, I love how it transitions, like, it says that it's winter, but like, it, it's, it still just looks hot as fuck. Well, because it's California. <laughs> yes, correct. Um, and um, then we see, And so yeah. we pan down to see Emma Stone. Nope. Playing Mia. Nope. First no, is Sebastian. We do see Sebastian first. And, like, he's, like, correct. listening. He's, like, um, listening to a part of a piano piece, like, in his car. Stops it. Rewinds. Does it again. And he's, like, practicing, we later learn. Um, and when I yeah. saw that, that constantly, like, changing music back, back, that kind of stuff. May have reminded me of myself um, because a lot of our oh, friends uh, listen to this podcast, um, and I can't just listen to a song. Oh, correct. I change music so often while driving. People have asked me to sit in the back seat. <laughs> 
It's okay. It's we still love you. Tough sometimes. for me to <laughs> not hate the concept of music <laughs> in a car. So, um, so yeah, he's practicing, and then we get so Sebastian played by Ryan Reynolds. Um, you know him, you love him. Nope. Not Ryan Reynolds. I, oh my God, thinking of <laughs> Ryan Gosling. Indeed. Oh, Canadian. Um, Ryan Gosling, uh, Blade Runner 2049, The Notebook, The Nice Guys, Crazy Stupid Love, um, which, which I Emma Stone love, is also in. Is also in. I, and I love their chemistry together. Like, that's actually a note that I made. Like, I love any time Emma Stone and Ryan Gosling are in a movie together. Yeah. yeah. It's fantastic. Um, yeah, and so then we move up and we see Mia um, in her car and she's practicing, uh, like going over lines and stuff and practicing for an audition, uh, which actually we first see her like on the phone and it sounds like she's just like talking to someone else. Um, and then we see that she's actually running lines. Um, and something that I think is why well, I'll get, I'll get to that when we get to her actual audition. Um, but yeah, so then the cars actually start moving finally um she doesn't move because she's still reading her lines and so then sebastian honks at her for an obnoxiously long time and then time. he like pulls up and stops next to her <laughs> and continuing and then she like her. flips him off and then she's which my thing is like i always wish that i had the like the pettiness like i'm petty but i'm not that petty to literally stare at the person at, like occasionally i'll like glance over and just be like who are you no. you know what i mean raven this but... is what you do when you stare at them instead of flipping them off give them a thumbs down and shake your head <laughs> you're not mad you're disappointed and if you see the look on people's faces when you do that it crushes them <laughs> it is so much fun and uh that's Can't what hold. i call justice <laughs> terrible um yeah he stops and stares at her hashtag stop and stare tm um and yeah so she flips him off and then he just like keeps on driving and then she's like oh i should yeah she was like what's his problem oh no i I should i should go (laughs) i should be going um correct um so then we see her at work she works at this coffee shop on the warner brothers movie lot um, which i think is super cool um Um, the warner brothers lot most famously known to being terrorized by the animaniacs indeed (laughs) i also thought about that yeah and so we see her uh we see her manning the cashier or the counter and um some woman presumably like an actress or something like that um walks in and she Mm -hmm. just like Amy Kahn. Basically goes slack-jawed. Um, I was wondering who she is. Is she actually like a famous actress or is she just like I mean, someone I mean, she's that they like, got she's to like play? She's like acted in a bunch of roles. I think um, she, there was just someone they got to play. She's got that mm-hmm. star look of her. That's what I thought because I was like, I, I don't, I don't know if they had the budget for like stunt casting, yeah. but I thought it'd be really cool if they just like got Meryl Streep yeah. to do like that 30 seconds of the movie. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's Amy Kahn. She's pretty cool. She was really good in American Crime Story. Never seen it. It is pretty decent. I'll check it out. Um, but yeah, so then she goes to her audition um, and she does so well. I thought she was doing such a good job. It's it's infuriating the way they treat her. Because especially, like I said, I've listened to Office Ladies and on Office Ladies, like they talk about how difficult it is to do scenes where you're talking on the phone like that, especially when no one's on the other end of the phone. Um, and she does so well. Like I feel 
Like, I feel it, yeah. you know what I mean? And then you see the lady in the background just, like, waving a note or something. And they just, like, interrupt her audition. I'm like, I get that this is, like, L.A. and, you know, you have all these people and stuff like that. But that's just rude. The casting director was unmoved by yeah. her performance. Which is actually, um, that scene was kind of, I'm sure it's happened to a lot of people. Um, yeah. But it, this was a real-life audition story of Ryan Gosling. Oh, really? Yeah. It's um, wild, and it's just, and it's also wild because like so much goes into like auditioning, preparation, things like that, that mm-hmm. like they don't pay people to audition. Yeah, you just do it for. And like, free. there's so much work that they yeah. have to do for it. You should yeah. you should be paid to audition. I I would think. Nah, Campbell, that's too much. They got the money. Um, um, they got the money. Um, but yeah, and then you see her when the lady's like, oh, like she like remembers that she's there. And she's like, actually, I think we have enough for, like, we're good. Yep. And she's like, oh, okay. And then she leaves and you see there's like literally an entire hallway of girls basically like exactly like her. And I'm just like, oh, that's so sad. Like, I feel like I would not have, I don't know if I would have the like the strength to try to be like an aspiring actor like that and just like just the constant because you have to like constantly go to auditions like you constantly get rejected and then you see like when you get rejected you see a line of people that look exactly like you basically auditioning for the same role it's just like how do you maintain any amount of like self-esteem well she doesn't (laughs) that's a major plot point (laughs) she quits um i just think it's wild yeah and so she's like back home which how do they have that place? How? It's such a nice color-blocked apartment. <laughs> it's beautiful. It's... It, I feel the same way a lot of times when I see, like, TV shows and stuff set in New York City. And I'm just like, okay. But, like, I've seen some of the rent prices in New York. Like, can you really afford yeah, that? Yeah, Jerry Seinfeld is a stand-up comedian in New York, and that's the size of his apartment? No. <laughs> No. Like, at least with friends, like, uh, Monica and they, Rachel's apartment. They, like, half apartment, explained it. Yeah, it was, like, it was their aunts. And it's, the yeah. Gellers have money, so. But even, even Joey and Chandler, because that was Joey's apartment before it was Chandler's. Yeah. And I'm like, there's no way, well, no, was it Chandler's apartment before it was Joey's? I don't remember. It was Chandler's apartment before it was Joey's. And, because I'm just like, which makes more sense. I'm like, there's no oh, way Oh, yeah, because they found Joey, Joey to move in, right? Yeah, and I was like, there's no way in hell Joey is affording that apartment as a struggling actor yeah. in New York. Um, oh my gosh. Yeah, so anyway, I uh, shows, yeah. other than NBC sitcoms, um, <laughs> just talk about three of them for no reason. Uh, we get introduced to her roommates, her friends. Um, mm-hmm. There's uh, uh, Callie Hernandez, who plays Tracy. Uh, she's the one in the red. Um, Jessica, oh, they have names? Yes. Jessica Roth uh, is Alexis. She's the one in green. And fun fact, Jessica Roth, um, she was, we're uh, recording this May 15th, 2021. Um, and yesterday, um, Nicole Byers' Why Won't You Date Me podcast, um, a new episode came out and Jessica Roth was the guest. Oh, that's really yeah, cool. Yeah, so I, uh, like, I, I like, learned a lot about her. And, like, she was in a like, bunch of different projects. And like, Happy Death Day is just a fun it's a mm-hmm. fun, gruesome movie. Um, and then we have Sonoya Mizuno, uh, who's Caitlin, and she's the one in yellow. And she's also been in a lot. They're like Ex Machina, Annihilation, uh, Maniac. They're all very talented. And again, yeah. the scene that um, we're about to get into, 
because Mia like showers. Um, they're like, oh, there's a party tonight. This is where we can like meet a lot of big wigs. Like Anno, yeah. really do some stuff. They're trying to console her because like the audition do what didn't do. Uh, didn't do well. Didn't go well. Didn't go, well. <laughs> go is the word I was struggling to come up with. Um, and there was like, was, were Jen and Rachel there? It's like, I, I don't know who they are. It's like, I bet they're there. I hate Jen and Rachel. Um, but, you know, they're all trying to be part of that industry. Um, so they're going to like go to a party to make connections, stuff like that. She doesn't want to go. Um, and we get into the song, Some, Someone in the Crowd. Um, yeah, and so this song, there's a lot of things about this scene, especially towards the end, that don't make sense to me. Um, but it's basically, yeah, so them all, like, singing sort of at her. Which, um, I, I, I do, like, me... some of the lines, I'm just like, ooh, yeah, you say, that answer is always <laughs> yes. <laughs> and I'm like, it's Raven. I, I, she's on the screen. <laughs> yes. Yeah, this is all them singing at her. But then here's the thing. So finally, as they they all leave, and then she like oh takes yeah, she a gets beat, ready and she really fast. And she's like, you know what? I'm gonna go. And then she walks out, and they dance on the street, which is I really like the dance they're doing and stuff like that. They're all like in their like splayed out in their like primary colors. Uh, <laughs> green is not a primary green color. Green is not a primary color. <laughs> Raven. And it's interesting which is, um, because. Um, Jessica Roth, who was wearing green, she was also the only one not to also wear green shoes. Like it oh, says, she wore pink. True. Yeah, which uh, it's funny because when I was <laughs> when I was going when I was going to write that note, I was like, "Why are they all wearing primary colors?" And I was like, "No, because if I say that, Campbell's going to say that green is the primary color." I mean, <laughs> I'm just I'm just trying to keep you honest, try to try to keep you right. Uh, you you had that anyway. thought, you still said what you did, and now we're here. <laughs> So they're dancing down the street, flashing Same. their dresses and everything. Dancing and then they get the to the street. car and they're taking Mia's car. And I was like, so how are you going to get there if she decided not to go? Because it seems like an unspoken, like, we're all taking Mia's car. Like, there was no one else that was maybe, planning may, to drive, Maybe they were going to, like, take a cab or something. And they, I mean, they were leaving. And then when Mia was catching up, she was like, I'm coming. I'll drive us. Okay. Anyway. Um, yeah, so um, this song, I do Someone love in the their Crowd. Harmonies in oh, the song. same. And it's this song is very much like there could be that like one person that can change your life in this industry. Mm-hmm. Um like you could be that person in the crowd waiting to be found. Yeah. I think it's one of the lyrics. Yep. Yeah. Um Yeah, so they get to the party. Um uh, Mia is just trying to like, you know, hang out with people. Those two women dramatically dance away yeah. from the couch. Um, and then that one sleaze ball magoo. Uh <laughs> <laughs> just, he like, just like tries to caresses her, her. <laughs> and i'm just like uh sir boundaries and then she goes to the bathroom and then she's she's hasn't sang a lot there's like some kind of like speak singing that like she did mm-hmm. um earlier in the song but this is like the first time she's actually like singing um and when she was like watching the world spinning around i was like you're in a bathroom looking at yourself in the mirror saying this the world's not spinning around you. You're just drunk. You just have the spins. Um, was my takeaway from this. That's fair. But also, I, I do like the way she changes the lyrics around. So when it's her, um, instead of the lyrics being like, oh, you know, someone could see you. Um, you could be that person that stands out in the crowd, like someone in the crowd waiting to be found, blah, blah, blah. Um, basically the idea, like you'll be living your life or you'll be doing this thing and, you know, bumping elbows and stuff like that. And then someone will just see you 
and think that person's amazing. I want to put them in this movie or something like that. And her take is more, I want to like find the place that's waiting to be found. Like I want to find my place in this world. I want to find, um, like, I don't want to wait to be found. I want to seek out where I belong. Yeah. You know, which I really like. Um, and then she leaves the bathroom and everything's just kind of slowed down. Um, this slumbo like it people are having I f- sex i feel what they're um <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> i i feel what they're doing with this slow-mo and i like the way the music like builds as a as a kind of speeds back up to normal time mm-hmm. but when it, she first walks solid out solid accelerando the indeed do, do you do um, you know uh what a drum major camp um how they taught us to conduct like how to conceptualize like uh accelerando you, no, take, you, take, you take you take a tennis ball and you just like have it to your face and you drop it and so just like exponentially the mm-hmm. bounces in between get faster that makes sense i just thought that was neat that's cool is it anyway <laughs> um <laughs> so yeah so when she first walks out the slow-mo kind of weirds me out i don't it, it feels like it feels very Hollywood, uh, cult sex party. You're not aware what's eyes going wide on. shut. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> when she first walks out, and then you're just like, "What is okay?" The yeah, exactly. I, I yeah, I'm, we're getting back to it. Cool. Um, and then we see people just like diving into the pool in like a full suit. Yeah. And it's like not you people sir, are. person. No, we see at least two people. Oh, I thought I just. I uh, wrote down the one. It could have been the same person. I don't know. Um, but <laughs> Get back out real quick. Scramble. <laughs> While the camera's spinning. Um, and then the excessive fireworks. Oh, so many fireworks. And then we get to the end of the song and we see her out on the street and her car got towed. And I'm just like, girl, that sign was very clear. Yeah. And so she's <laughs> like just you... like, oh, fuck. Let's, let's walk more into like the main street, stuff like that. Let's figure something out. And she mm-hmm. hears, mm-hmm. Um, and then, so she's, like, walking by, like, this, like, one place, and she, like, hears music, and she is, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Enamored? Enamored. That's Enthralled. Enthralled um, by um, it. And the song is called Mia and Sebastian's Theme, which yes. I love, love, I love, love, love. And I, I wrote, love, uh, love, I wrote love, down love, the love. words... Way better than Bella's lullaby. <laughs> Hashtag still a better love story than Twilight. I've never seen Twilight. <laughs> oh, well. It's don't, don't. Okay. <laughs> you weren't planning on it, but don't. No. Um, and so, yeah. So then we kind of go into a flashback of Sebastian's day and how yeah. he got to this Honk. point. Yeah. So um, we go back to when he honked at her um, and... We see he ends up like going to yeah so he goes to his apartment um which is like half unpacked um like half dude packed. Un- unpacked like come on there's a there's a lot of stuff going on we see that his sister is like basically broken into his apartment Laura, and he's just sitting at played by yes. Rosemary a Dewitt uh who's been in a bunch of stuff like Mad Men Poltergeist Cinderella Man um mm-hmm. I really like his sister um but I have a problem with his sister. Uh, she sits on this really important stool of his. Yes. There are four empty chairs around mm-hmm. the table. And the thing, the thing that really bothers me is that, so like, 
I don't know what their history is. So I don't know if she knew before. The, it seems like she knew before the scene how important that still is to him. But whether she did or not, the fact that towards the end of the scene, after he's explained to her why he doesn't want her sitting on it, she takes it back down and sits on. Like, that's just spiteful. There's there's chairs. <clears throat> There. Like once someone has explained to you why something is important to them, you should recognize that. Oh no, it was just rude. I wasn't a fan of it. Yeah. Um, and then find out he was like fired from this one, like there was this one club um, that all the grades played at. Um, yeah. That's now a samba and tapas place. Um, <laughs> Which is a wild it's combination. That stupid. It's and he's not a California. fan. Um, and. Oh, yeah. Um, she was like, are you still going by that club? And he's just like, no, it's a summer topless place now. I was like, you have to, like, move on with your life. You have to, like, do all this <laughs> stuff. Like, nah. You have to, like, get a stay job. Uh, here's... Um, you have to unpack all these boxes. Um, just talking about it. Just, he's like, no, people don't respect jazz. And he basically says the line, do you like jazz? Um, yeah, unironically. Oh my gosh. I literally, I literally wrote that down. I, yeah. I literally and wrote down, do you like jazz? And his sister is basically was like, well, here's a, well, what you need is a girlfriend and a job. So here's yeah. the number of girl. I think you'll like her. And he's just like, he like, it's written on the back of a pass due bill notice. And a pass just like, due bill. Yeah. Like throws it away. Um, and, and then and, he and, heads back to the restaurant. And, he's, and well, because uh, he also said such a sibling line. Um, it was like, uh, I don't like need a girlfriend and stuff like that. It's like, you, how can you tell me what I need? I was like, oh, it's not like, um, hanging out with a guy with a face tattoo, obviously implying Laura has dated. So a guy with a face tattoo, which is, which is fun. I like that. I love that. I love those little like ribs, like those little jabs. So then he goes back to the restaurant that he was fired from previously. Um, and we see, jk sevens who is oh yeah well amazing. he practices like that he before that by listening to oh, the record yeah. and i be i was because i mean ryan gosling in the hours and hours of practice saying he did because originally um they like you know had a pianist like record it and they were going to like mime it or whatever but like he yeah. learned to play the piano for this movie. which i think is also really cool like the skills that a lot of actors pick up like just doing different roles. Like I remember, um, like Tobey Maguire's web slinging. Yeah. <laughs> I remember for Star Wars, Liam Neeson was talking about how when they were filming Star Wars, there were like four basic moves that all of the Jedi would do, like with their lightsabers and stuff like that. But Liam Neeson knew actual sword fighting from a previous role that he, we had literally trained in like medieval sword fighting and so he knew how to actually like wield a sword and it's like, for all the shit the phantom menace gets as a movie which a lot of it's rightfully so it's still not indeed. the worst one because qui-gon jinn is super cool indeed uh but yeah i just think it's really cool that the skills that actors often pick up um but yeah so uh basically he's talking to jk simmons what is the, what is the character's name because i'm just going to keep calling him jk simmons bill J.K. Simmons um, was <laughs> why that's his name. Um, J- it's not a cool name. It's J.K. Simmons. Um, J.K. Simmons, um, which if you don't know him, how dare you? <laughs> Speaking of Spider-Man, Tobey Maguire. Uh, well, in most <laughs> Spider-Man related, give me things, those pictures. Yeah, J. Jonah Jameson. Um, he was uh, uh, in Gravity Falls. Um, he was the mysterious twin brother of Grunkle Stan. Um, he's Tenzin in Legend of Korra, Law and Order, Oz, Whiplash, which was mm-hmm. you know which there are other ties to that movie as well, we'll from this get into 
Um, and then yeah. most recently, that uh, new Amazon Prime superhero show, uh, Invincible. He plays the dad, Omni Man. Oh. And he kills yeah. everyone. Um, Wild. He also kind of looks like Jay Jonah, Jay Jonah Jameson in that show oh, as well. Oh, for sure. And like a lot of things. Yeah. Like animated. The character Omni Man looks like Jay Jonah Jameson, <laughs> um, which is also just fun to say. Also, I, I feel like. Adding the middle initial, specifically the middle initial K, just really elevates a name. Like J.K. Simmons, Sterling K. Brown, Dwight K. Schrute. Like, I just feel like it really... <laughs> That's the three. That's the trio. <laughs> That's the three. That's rule of three. Yeah. I just feel like it really elevates mm-hmm. the name, you know? So, yeah. It's so like, you Bill have been... given another chance. You will be playing the set list. And he was like, yeah, one for me, one for you. For you. One for me, two for two you. Two for me, two for you. All for you, none for me. And he's like, yes, that's the that's one. It. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, this was a mutual decision that we came to. And he's basically like, whatever helps you sleep at night. <laughs> yeah. And so. Um, yeah, basically he got in trouble for playing actual like. Music. You know, innovative music instead of just like. The, which granted like the Christmas music is. It means it's Christmas music, but it is nice. Like, there's jazz yeah. versions of Christmas music he could right? be playing. Like, which would be so much better play... for the ambiance. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, I'm like, I feel like, I feel like in this setting, the reason the scene confused me is because I feel like in this setting, this is exactly the type of pianist you would want is someone who can innovate and create their own music and write their own music. We're like, yeah, you can have them play a set list. Like, you can have them play just Christmas music and stuff like that. But also, like, they can just play for the entire evening, whatever they want, and it'll be amazing, you know? And I feel like, yeah. Yeah. I feel like the music he was playing was way better for the ambiance. Yeah, and so he's uh, like he like sits down, you know, starter bill for the tip jar. Um, a waitress mm-hmm. comes back. She's like, "Welcome back." And he's like, "There's a nice way to say that, Karen." Um, oh, Karen, <laughs> uh, played by Claudine oh, Claudio. Um, I just had to look. Amazing I was, name. <laughs> yeah, I just like I just have to know who Karen is with one line. Yeah. <laughs> There's a nice way to say that, Karen. I was like. Seb, you you are so rude to almost everyone in this movie. You need to calm down. <laughs> and I, I do really love, though, how he starts playing um, the very, like, bouncy jingle, je- jingle bells, which is just so at odds with his actual he's in, manners, he's in like physical. body language that it's it's hilarious. I am, will always be a fan of passive-aggressive piano playing. <laughs> I just love that phrase. And that's what this Passive is. Passive aggressive piano playing. <laughs> it's like, okay. Uh, it's like, yeah, I know, take me out to the ball game. Okay. <laughs> Chopsticks it is. A furlies. Right. Ooh, look here. <laughs> um, um, yeah, and then he gets to the end of a song, and um, it slows down a lot, and you see, um, which is, this is a common sort of cinematography thing that they do throughout the movie, but where the entire set goes black, and then there's just like. Yeah, I can, I can hear your cat. No, it's her feeder. But it's going to go you? for about a minute. <laughs> Nailed it. The thing is, it keeps stopping, and then it'll keep going. It's done now. Um, but yeah, it's this common cinematography thing that they do throughout this movie, where like the entire set goes black, and it's like the one light or the one spotlight on the person. Um, so everything kind of fades to black, and you see him slowing down a lot, and then he goes back into um, me and Sebastian's theme. And um, at this point, yeah. 
I think it is such a good way to visually show that feeling you have as a musician when you're yes. in it. And the world literally just fades away. I miss, fades I, away. I miss that feeling. Yeah. And I, and I love that so much. Like when, especially during a performance, when you are, or not even doing, not even just a performance, even just like a really good rehearsal session where you just, everyone is like, there's that energy. Like everyone's just kind of like in it and feeling it. And you just get so lost in the music, especially when you've played it enough that you have the muscle memory. Like you basically have the song memorized and you're almost not even looking at yeah, the music. Yeah, it's like when I'm playing and Super just, Smash Brothers. And you're just going, and then the song ends, and it's almost like it's then like you the world exhale, comes like flooding back to you. Yeah, you're like back it's, in and reality. It's such a euphoric type of feeling to just be in the music I, like that. In, um, and it's it's such a cool feeling. Which is interesting um, because when he's like finished and stands up, no one's applauding. No one applauds. I'm like that was an amazing performance. Granted, didn't match the ambiance, but it was an amazing performance. Like, uh. It, it infuriates me sometimes the way people fail to react to amazing music in this movie. Yeah, and so uh, Bill is just like, I need to talk to you. He's like, you're fired. He's he like, he like, Bill, it's Christmas. He's like, yeah, I see the decorations. I was like, ooh. <laughs> also, like, who, what pianist are you going to get for the rest of the night? Like, you still let, need let, a pianist. Finish the shift. Um, obviously you couldn't get another one which is why he's back here in the first place yeah and so he's like giving his stuff he's like walking out and mia goes up to him he's like i what you were playing and he just like checks her just like shoulders Literally. past her and then she's just like oh! <laughs> <laughs> she's like this bitch yeah um yeah and so then Again, we some, go into some fun auditions my yeah, carpets a need a deep cleaned <laughs> Well, the one I love is, this is my classroom. This is my classroom. If you don't like it, the door's that way. And then it goes to the casting director who you know, is responding to her lines. She says, lady, why you be tripping like that? And then her line is, no, Jamal, you be tripping. <laughs> and the thing is, the thing is. If we ever had merch, you can, know... we just, can we just have that? No, Jamal, you be tripping. No, Jamal. You be tripping. Oh, I, and it brought me back to. Do you remember Freedom Riders? Oh, with my <laughs> God, this what what was up with that? There was a whole run in like the early two thousands and like the the late nineties and early two thousands of movies where it was basically like white people went into the projects and just saved all the black people. Uh, and it was a whole thing. I'm familiar with the concept. Uh, everyone should follow the Instagram. Everyone should follow the Instagram um, at No White Saviors. Really great Instagram, informative. Check it out. <laughs> well, it's halftime, sports fans. Um, I don't. I don't know why I said that. Anyway, it's Campbell from Boost Coles. Uh, I'd like to tell you all about Mr. Holland's Opus Foundation. This foundation keeps music alive in schools by providing vital support services to school districts and new musical instruments to underfunded music programs nationwide, giving underrepresented youth access to the many benefits of music education, leading them to success in school, and inspiring creativity and expression through playing music. There have been over 34,000 donated instruments and over 2 million students impacted by this organization. Some of the support services they offer 
our professional development for music teachers led by certified uh, instrument repair technicians and further community engagement and instrument drives, just to name a few. Again, Raven and I believe the best way to support us as a podcast is to support organizations like Mr. Holland's Opus Foundation that supports music education and the passion of music in our youth. You can donate at mhopus.org slash donate. Again, that's mhopus.org slash donate. Uh, back to our nonsense. Tis springtime. Yes. Um, and we see they're at a, par- a pool party mm-hmm. and we hear Take On Me playing. By um, Aha! Um, <laughs> Mia's introduced to uh, Carlo. Her friend introduced mm-hmm. him to Carlo, who... <laughs> Carl, uh, uh, Jason uh, Fuchs um, is like has been an, an actor, but he is also like a he is a writer. Like he wrote the story mm-hmm. for Wonder Woman. Oh, amazing! He's like a very accomplished screenwriter. <laughs> so it's really funny that his character um, is this dude. Yeah, I was right. He yeah. just has. I just have a knack for world building. <laughs> is what he says um i it could probably be a franchise um it's i, I hate it. him his character and so she was like i'm gonna go grab a drink i'm gonna grab a drink yeah and then she notices that it's actually like a live band mm-hmm. playing the music and stuff and, and she this walks band, over um the director the creator of la la land was part of the mm-hmm. like was in a band with the lead singer Oh, that's really cool. Yeah, the lead singer. Um, oh, what's his name? Boop, 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 boop. Uh, uh, D.A. Uh, Wallach. Nice. That's his name. He is a good singer. Yeah, he is. I, I do really like their performances. So then she goes over and notices that who is playing the keytar? It's like a reverse um, <laughs> singing in the rain. All I do is think of you yes. the whole night through. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's that. It's re- Except it's like that. The gender roles are reversed and um, there's no sexual assault. Indeed. Correct. And point note. Um, yeah, but he, he has so the she... keyboard. He has a keytar. And they're like, any recommendations? And I re- have a recommendation. I ran. By a which... flock of seagulls. Yeah. Um... I love, I love this so much, and I love how he just stares at her. Like how she, she was like, "There's no one else here, baby girl." I and she just kills it on the dance floor. Oh my and, which god! Such, and she ends it so with hard. such a, okay, like what? Such a petty and perfect song <laughs> choice that she revels in, and ends it with just like, "Have fun!" <laughs> just like with one look, she's just like, "Go fuck yourself." Yeah, which like this is the type of pettiness that I condone. I like this type of pettiness. Oh, yeah. And so, um, and so then afterwards, yeah. he like basically pulls her aside and he's like, "You." Why do does not... he still have his keytar? I don't understand. <laughs> I don't know, <laughs> but he's like, "You do not go to a serious musician and request Iran. It's demeaning." And she's like, "Is is this the outfit?" Of a serious music. Hey, can I borrow this? I, I'm auditioning for a serious fireman soon. It's just like, ooh, <laughs> yes. Uh, Yikes. I love Emma Stone. 
so much. And it was interesting because, yeah. like, neither of these actors um, were, like, the first casting choices. Um, yeah, it was originally because this movie was following um, Whiplash, which came out in 2014, um, which had the same composer and director working on it. Um, and so they originally wanted to cast Miles Teller, who starred in Whiplash, mm -hmm. and Emma Watson. Um, but then they both ended up turning it down. And so they went with Ryan Gosling and Emma Stone. Which is interesting, because in 2017, when they were uh, filming Beauty and the Beast, um, Ryan Gosling turned down the role of the Beast. Which I feel like was for the... I can't see Ryan Gosling as the Beast, really. And Emma Stone later dropped out of the role of Meg... Um, in Little Woman, that then was cast uh, given to Emma given Watson. to Emma Watson. That's wild. Yeah. Yeah, and I I feel like this is a movie that is granted. I haven't seen. I like Miles Teller and I love Emma Watson, and but I haven't seen them in a movie together. But especially based on like Crazy Stupid Love, I feel like. Emma Stone and Ryan Gosling, when they're acting off of each other, they just have a really good chemistry. Yeah. That's really good for, I think it works so perfectly in this story. Like I think, especially there are certain scenes in this movie, that, like there are scenes in this movie I'm not a fan of. Um, so I'm like, you didn't need to add that. Um, but I feel like this movie could have been bad if not for the chemistry between Ryan Gosling and Emma Stone. Like I think, the, I think the talent displayed in it is um, is amazing in all cases. But I yeah, think it's no moonlight. The story, I, th I think the story wouldn't have played as well if it wasn't the two of them. Yeah, I agree. Or or a pair a pairing with equal chemistry. Yes. Drink number two. Cheers. Cheers. Yes. So then we see um, basically the lead singer of the band that come back and say like, "Hey, we're." Got another set, like, we're back on. He's like, he doesn't tell um, me what it do. And he's like, oh, I'm pretty sure he just did. <laughs> indeed. Uh, so then, um, it, like, time skips a little bit. It's at the end of the party. She's back talking to Carlo. Clearly not interested in this guy. Um, and Seb walks by, like, with his keys to go get his car. And she's like, oh, can you grab my keys? And then we see that this pool party has, like, valet parking. I thought it was a different party. Is... is it? That, yeah, she went to with Carlo. Isn't she wearing something different? You are correct because he's no longer in his. Yeah, uh... and she's wearing something different. I thought I thought she was wearing the same thing. Was I thought she? she was still wearing that yellow dress. I thought maybe he had just changed or something. I could also just be wrong. Oh, okay. But to me, it was like it's I... the same people at seemingly the same setting. Oh, okay. Yeah, I thought it was. I, yeah. it, regardless, doesn't matter. I guess I was confused as to why she would still be talking to Carlo if it was a different day. Yeah. Because he he's he maybe have like good opportunities for her, I thought that's like why that's she was being introduced to him in the first place. Oh, I thought she was being introduced to him to like date him. Oh no, but uh, she's like seeing Greg, which I have forgotten about when I first watched it because they don't mention him. They mention him like once. Yeah, well, she up doesn't until like the time him you physically see sucks. him. Yeah, that's fair. Which is also, and I feel like I don't know if this is just a coincidence, but like in Crazy Stupid Love. It's the exact same situation where Emma Stone is dating a guy that she like that's just a drag and she doesn't like him. Like he was not an objectively bad guy, but she just doesn't like and he's not good. Like, gotcha. He's not good for her. Well, Greg and then she is objectively a bad guy. Falls in love. Is I don't think so. Well, did you hear their comments about South American countries? 
No, I wasn't really listening to their conversation. Oh, we'll get to it. It's okay. bad. <laughs> okay, to me it was more of just like, he's not a bad guy. No, no, he's he, just a boring he, no, he's guy. he's a bad he's guy. Not... Him and his okay. friends are bad. We'll, we'll bad get there. Um, so yeah, so then he ends up grabbing her keys and they're walking around looking for her car. Um, uh, strange, we keep running into each other. Uh, not really. <laughs> and I was like, oh, what a lovely view. I've seen better. I've seen better. Um, and we get into the song, A Lovely Night, which the choreography in this song is fine. It's just so cool. I think it's really I, cool. I think I like it. I said that to rile you up, to <sighs> rustle your jimmies. Why are you so good at that? Because <laughs> um, um, yeah, my mom calls me an instigator since the day I was born. So That's fair. You are. Um but I think it's I think it's just so clean and so well done, especially for I mean I don't know either if they are like dancing background. Oh, I can't and, am- and this well, this will be the first time Ryan Gosling is singing. Yes, and it's really at this point in the movie, no one else is really part of the musical. Correct. What do you think about their singing voices? I think because I I think like that they're not amazing agreed i think they're fine i I think it kind of yeah i think i think it kind of fits the um i think it fits the story like i i because neither of them are amazing singers like they can carry a tune you know neither of them are amazing singers um but they can like they don't sound bad um and i i think (laughs) Yeah, for sure better than me. Um, and I feel like the fact that they're kind of around slash just above average um, in terms of singing talent really fits their characters. Like, it, is, it wouldn't make sense for them to be, like, all-out amazing vocalists, you know? And it, does, it, it fits the story better. It makes them feel more like regular people living out their life, I think. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Um, yeah. I like how the song is very much just like, oh, this is such a lovely night. Sucks that you're fucking here. Um, <laughs> and then, like, right before uh, Mia starts to sing her uh, response, she's like, <clears throat> you're the fucking worst. <laughs> Let me explain how. <laughs> um, Wait, okay, when he just starts, okay, I had a visceral reaction to when she's, like, changing her shoes and he, like, kicks the dirt over her foot. My thing is, that, that whole scene, that he's just... Like, I know the feeling, specifically of being in heels and having, like, sand or loose dirt, like, f- like flow over he your foot. You just got gravel. It's, it's such a gross feeling, and I, like, I felt it in that moment when I saw him do that, yeah. and I got, like, upset. And then he, him. like, <laughs> looks in her purse, and how funny would it be? And he, like, opened it up and sees just the entire just severed human hand. <laughs> oh, my gosh. We went in different directions. <laughs> how funny would that be? He's just like... Oh. Not funny, Campbell. It wouldn't even go with the story. <laughs> the, the movie just takes a hard right turn. Me as a serial killer. <laughs> You're laughing. Suddenly it's a horror movie. <laughs> it's a surprise horror movie. Yeah. This, but it's still a musical. This is a prequel to Hashtag Happy Sweeney Death Todd. Day with Jessica Roth. <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, I just thought that would be really funny. Concerning. Oh. Um, yeah, and she's like, I'm feeling, she's like, feel nothing. Actually, less than nothing. Um, it's very much just like, oh, I don't like you. I don't dislike you. I nothing you. I nothing you, yeah. It's, what's, it's, 
to be indifferent to someone is mm-hmm. way meaner than to say I hate you. Your yeah, entire and, and, being, and Taylor Swift's your song, words, your actions, the people you're around matter. Literally, have like you could not pay no me to care. <laughs> impact. I would not know if we are here together if you existed or not. That is what you yeah. mean to me, and I like love that. Like that Taylor Swift song, I forgot that you existed. Yeah, which I love, and again, it's like my it's like it's like my petty anthem, mm-hmm. and. Yeah, I, I feel that. It's, it's so much more cutting it's like, um, than just I hate therapy, you. Uh, my mom was asking about it. She was like, oh, how's that going? Uh, blame all your problems on me. And I responded to her. I was like, you haven't come up. <laughs> <laughs> Which she was like, okay, I get it. I'll stop you, asking. <laughs> you do not live rent-free in my mind. Exactly. Um, it's not like I talk to her every day. Um, my mom, not my therapist. Uh <laughs> Yeah, and so then they're just, like, tapping around. Um, mm-hmm. And you can see, like, it is getting, like, a little more intense between them. And, like, mm-hmm. you can see that, especially by the end, that there's definitely something there. Yeah. And then she's just, and like, so And they kind of want to act on it. But then she's, like, mm, I have a boyfriend and also I'm not supposed to like you. Yeah. So. And yeah. so then it was, like, it was, like, they found her Prius. Um, and it was, like, oh. I can drive you to your right car. <laughs> and I was like, that's your move, dude. And he's like, nope. And it's like, right. It's right up the street. Have a good night. She leaves. Um, his car was in front of the house party. Like, directly in front. Yeah. He does some really sweet uh, things. He does do some really cute things. Um, and so, yeah. So then we see that presumably the next day or a couple days later, um, he shows up at the coffee shop that she works at on the Warner Brothers lot. Um, which makes me wonder how... How do you get on to that? Like, I would assume there's, like, gated access. No, no, he said she... he ran through security. Oh, he did say that. Okay. Yeah. Um, fair point. Um, yeah, so he, he shows up at her <laughs> coffee shop. Is this is this pastry bread gluten-free? No. No. <laughs> <gasps> I want a refund. I'll have to check on that. And then, like, later, like, she's there. I'm sorry, I do have to check on that. I'm sorry. I really do actually, that's true. So then, um, uh, so she ends up leaving with him because she's like, oh, like my breaks, my, or I think her day is, oh, her shift is over in 10 minutes because yeah. they were gone way for more than like a break. Yeah. And, um, for way more than a break. And I like how immediately he's like, so uh, who's this guy? Who, who's Greg? <laughs> Greg? Who the fuck is that? Who's this douche? Yeah. Uh, yeah, and, and she's so basically walking. like, ignorant. she's like, oh, really nice, blah, blah, blah. Moving on. She's like, I don't want to talk about him. I don't want to talk about that. Yeah. Um, especially not with you. Yeah. Los Angeles, <sighs> where they worship everything, but they value nothing, which is something um, his partner um, at the time, Eva Mendez, said. Oh. Interesting. Um, and so we see them walking by like sets and stuff. Um, and. Yeah, so then she's talking about, like, basically how she got into, like, wanting to be an actress. And she's talking about her aunt who used to act, uh, who used to be, like, a theater troupe and all this stuff. Mm-hmm. And um, the li- there's a like, library live, across. Live across the street from a library, which is, like, the dream. I, to just, I did. Li- like, live in, in elementary that's school. That's amazing. Like, yeah, the, the Gaten Library um, was literally across the street. Amazing. That is um, the dream. Yeah. Um yeah and so then she's like oh i have to tell you i hate jazz and he's just like say what now yeah oh we also learned that she's a uh prodigy playwright 
<laughs> yeah, she's sure, been uh, uh, writing plays in her bedroom, which like I used to do that. That was really fun. That was fun. Um, so yeah. then they go to the jazz club, um, and then um, the song in the background, um, um, Herman's Habit, is what it's called, mm-hmm. is sick as fuck. Jazz clubs really are great. I love I get... going to a jazz club. To me, jazz is like country. Where like I, everyone seems to hate it, and I like I don't understand why. Well, because they listen like, to I K- love jazz. Kenny G. I mean, like I get not liking smooth jazz specifically because that's that's something that white people admitted. But yeah. um, <laughs> but like but jazz is such well, a dynamic. Well, not invented, ruined. Facts. Um, but jazz is such like a dynamic and just inspiring musical genre yeah. like it's it's to it's me, conflict it's, it's, it's one collaboration of the music- it's never the same it's amazing facts yeah and like and i think it's to me it's one of the musical genres that requires the most talent because you are like like he says in the movie like all of these guys are composing arranging i cannot i cannot i, I cannot time. do it i i am a much more of a um technical um musician um i can sight read um like sight reading is one of the things i'm best at um when i I was like in my prime (laughs) clearly i cannot improv i can't do it i couldn't do it i was like i'm sorry i just i just can't um i get i get lost in jazz music that i can't focus on anything else and that's that's what's so wild to me is that they're and, and it's not even just jazz that does this. Like, I've seen people that uh, primarily play, like, rock um, that will just, like, riff and, like, jam with each other, just, like, riff off of each other. And, like, like it will literally be just, like, a, the bass player, like, starts a beat or, like, starts a rhythm, and then everyone just kind of, like, starts playing music and stuff. Hey, and that's always wild to me that, like, you can just hear a rhythm and just instantly compose a melody on the spot. Yeah. Like, insane. You know how they yeah. do it? They, they know their scales. <laughs> facts um and i think <laughs> they know their scales they know their circle fits and seb, I, I do not know either uh, of those. i think seb brings up a really good point um about how like you know like the power of music man but it's how, how jazz was born it's people from like all over the world that like couldn't communicate with each other except for music mm-hmm. and i think that motif yeah. of music is a language is furthered in many places in the rest of this movie that and, and oh, yeah. you know in lieu of dialogue there's like music sometimes without lyrics but you know exactly what they're saying to each what other what that person is feeling yeah and especially and this and... one one really big part near the end um mm-hmm. which i'll, I'll oh, get yeah. into I'll, like, oh yeah but you know verbatim like word for word exactly what they are saying to each other through the music yes and and I think that's the beautiful thing about music. And I know I know Campbell. This is also uh, something that you feel about music. And I think pretty much all musicians feel is just the depth of emotion that a sequence of notes can convey. And it's not even just the notes. It's also the physical way they're performed. Like where you put um, where you put the accel- like the accelerandos, the retardandos. Mm-hmm. Like where you. Um, a crescendo, a decrescendo, like all of that stuff. And it's, like where it's you... also, and like what they say about comedy and like stand-up comedy, um, that like really successful comics um, know how to control the space in between jokes. 
Mm -hmm. It's the, it's the rests, it's the breaks, it's the breaths. It's it's the silence. Yeah. Yeah. It's Uh, really fucking neat. I love it. I love music. Um, and then so the, then the band finishes. Well, back. the band finishes, and oh. then Seb does that performative clap. <laughs> you, you know the one. The just like yes. I, I want know you to I'm know. Here. You know that I'm here <laughs> applauding you. This applause yeah. because what what that is, the applause isn't for the band. The applause is for the band to know that he um, is the one applauding is, them. Is in it with them. It's like when yeah. people say He's about part of like, the group. like they have like a sports team is like, oh, we didn't do great last weekend. You're not part of the team. Um, You're not the it's team. not it's not a we situation. That's what this clap is. Just like, good job. We did it. We, 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 we did it. We did it, guys. Yeah, congratulations. We, <laughs> we did it, boys. Call back. Yeah. And then we find out that she got a call back. For the dangerous um, minds uh, meets the OC. <laughs> Yeah, and she's she's telling him about the show and stuff like that, and she's like, oh, it's kind of like Rebel Without a Cause, and then she's like, I've never seen that movie, actually. Well, she says, it's like Rebel Without a Cause, and then he responds, and she's like, actually, I've never seen it. Um, and so then he's like, oh, we'll see it, like, Monday at, t- or, like, I'll pick you up, like, Monday at 10 or whatever, or meet you then. Um, how does he know there will be a showing, then? Well, he already said they're playing that at the Rialto. He's Well, he said they're playing that at the Rialto, but, like, it's a movie theater. No, no, no. But it's, it's like, like the Bird Theater that they have, like, set times that they, you know they have, mm-hmm. like, certain things going on. That's fair. I was just confused. Like, I was just like, like what if the showing and, starts like, at 9.35? Like, he's, like, quoting it. it. This is no regal cinemas. Hmm. Okay. <laughs> that's fair he's way too traditionalist and way too like hipstery yeah. for that so um and so it's just like yeah for research let's do it yeah. um so it's a date um and then they leave and we get into the song city of stars which starts mm-hmm. off with a lovely piano and a smooth smooth silky vibraphone <laughs> i love it love the vibraphone which is it's just so great and he is just feeling himself and he just starts like dancing with a random black yeah, no, couple no. on first, the pier. Well, first <laughs> first what he does who picks up a ground hat and then hands it to a person which he was like as a gift and he was like thanks for the hat was that his maybe it was the guy's i think it was the guy's hat but why were they unbothered with it it? being on the ground feet away from them it was yards away meters in fact maybe he didn't notice but also the guy like it's not the type of hat that's purely for it's the type of hat like you would notice if it was off of your head yeah yeah but so he's basically like here's your hat and here's your wife and starts dancing with her (laughs) he just starts dancing with the guy's wife and the guy's just like can i have my wife the wife is into it (laughs) My laugh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's into it. Topical. Um, she's confused, Raven. but she's into it. <laughs> um, so then we go to the callback. Nice headshot. Um, she has a gorgeous headshot. Oh my gosh. Her um, with the call, hair all her straight. Audition her callback. It was not great. No, and I feel like I feel like everyone in this movie has like ridiculously blue eyes i mean emma stone technically i think her color is like hazel green but especially since they put you her in a lot of blue eyes yeah especially because they put her in a lot of hazel outfit or they put her in a lot of blue outfits it makes her like campbell so because they put her in a lot of blue outfits it makes the like it makes her eyes look blue almost 
eyebrows and like Ryan Gosling has insanely blue eyes. Like, oh, yeah, and Ryan a lot Gosling's of the, like random, yeah. a lot of the like random extras in this movie also just have like poppy blue eyes, and it's no. crazy. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, so the callback does not go well. Um, and so she's getting, but then she remembers, oh, she passes the Rialto on her way home, and she's like, oh, that's right. I have this not a date technically because i still have a boyfriend but i have this not a date with yeah. seb later to go see this she, movie and like you see she was like really bummed and like she sees that She's really ex- reminds yeah. like here like sees that that lifts her spirits in the background She's really excited is uh uh kind of like a toned down another lovely night is playing in the background symbolizing oh. that she's thinking of him yeah yeah um, and then she's getting ready and everything, and Greg walks in the door, and he's just like, "Oh yeah, are you ready?" At work? Played it's by like uh, my brother's uh, Finn Wintlock, um, who is in the hmm. Big Short, American Horror Story. Wait, his name is Finn. Finn. Oh, okay. Not Finn. Um, Fat Whitlock. Um, <laughs> in American Crime Story, uh, in over a hundred episodes of All My Children, um, but. Yeah, good actor. Uh, he was terrifying on American Horror Story, um, the circus season. He played Dandy. And he murdered a bunch of Wilds. dudes. Um, Scary. Yeah, a bunch of gay dudes. But yeah, so he walks in, and he's like, oh, are you ready? You know, my brother's flight got in early. It's time to go pick him up. And she's like, oh, that's today? And he's just like, you forgot, didn't you? And so then now she's like, oh... I can't go see this movie with Seb because I have to, ugh, I have to hang out with my boyfriend yeah, and, and his brother. They did not exchange phone numbers. <laughs> nope. Which is, I, I guess it makes, because they technically only seen each other a couple times, but still just like, if you're actively making plans to meet up, I feel like that would be the moment where you would exchange phone numbers if you have not yet. You know? Yeah. Especially in our generation. Like, I just feel like, if you're making plans to see someone, you exchange phone numbers that you can check in with each other, you know? Yeah, exactly. Because um, also then you can avoid a situation like this where she could just text him and be like, hey, I'm sorry I can't make it because of X, Y, and Z. We'll catch it tomorrow, Yeah, you well, know? we'll reschedule. And so they're at yeah. dinner. Well, wait, do we see him waiting at the theater first? No, not until no. Oh, yeah, she, like we yeah, see it part way through the dinner scene. Yeah, so um, well, he's at he's like waiting for a theater, like goes in. He's wearing a suit. Yeah. He's all. He's like always wearing a suit. It's just so cute. Which is the only reason I didn't think it was weird because he's wearing a suit for most of the movie. I I thought he. I mean, he didn't wear a suit when he went to the cafe. He wore a suit because he was. I guess he was part of the valet people. Um, yeah, it made sense. And then honestly, most of the rest of the movie, he's like he's always in a, a button performer. Down. Yeah, but I think well, he's in a button front, not a button down. Button down shirt. Those are different shirts. Hmm? A button down refers to a shirt where the collar has buttons to button it down. Oh, a button I, front is a shirt where the front has I buttons. thought they were all button downs. Learn something new every a day. A lot of people a lot of people do. Yeah, I've but they're never actually heard like you the can term, have a button front that's not I've a button down. I've never heard the term button front. 
it's a more awkward term than button down. Like most time, most of the time, even people that know that still just say button down because that's the colloquial just term mm-hmm. for it. Um, but technically speaking, that's not what a button down is. Uh, neat. Um, so at <laughs> why do I know? This? I, I don't know. Um, and you didn't. You couldn't remember the word show tune the other week. Um, and <laughs> so uh, they're at dinner, super uncomfortable. Um, his uh, yeah. Josh, uh, played by Josh Pence, and his fiance, played by Nicole Coulon. Um, they're like talking about, I don't know, like traveling, like for work, he's like speaking in Mandarin. Mm-hmm. He was like, yeah, we went to this, uh, eco hotel, um, in this like one forest jungle, whatever. Um, and while she's like disassociating, um, you hear them talking <laughs> about it. Be like, you should go there. And they say things to, like, I worry about the natives and stuff like that. Are like oh, the words that they I was say. not paying attention to that. Dialogue. It's like those like hotels and like very remote places that like exploit everything about that land. Yep. They're like you have to try it. <laughs> Most dangerous game vibes to me. Oh um, my gosh. And it was like he was like yeah I just like wouldn't feel comfortable around there. And it's it like is it safe? Um, stuff like that is what what is that conversation that so yeah. th- they are bad people. Yeah. So anyway, wild. she was like, I'm sorry, I can't do this. And she leaves. And then she just yes. sprints away. <laughs> mm-hmm. Which also, like, so she, like, did and didn't break up with him. <laughs> like, I think her intentions were clear, but she didn't technically end the relationship. At that point, I'd like to think afterwards and be like, so what was that? Like, oh, yeah, this is over now. Maybe they text you. Um, but yeah, so then she runs into the movie theater and she runs up to the stage and stands directly in front of the projector. Not a single person in the audience except Seb reacts. They, these these people like, are so rude. <laughs> Some of the stuff in like the montage when they're together and they're just terrorizing Los Angeles. Oh my gosh. Um, they're not great people. They're not. But also like no one reacts like no one says anything I, no one's like and there's hey, like a lot of times stuff like that is happening and i'd like to think that they literally don't see other people like it's not it's like <laughs> it's not that other people aren't reacting they just don't observe it's like them in their that life. one meme and that guy like is taking a picture in the pool and someone's drowning in the back is like oh what about that guy in the back is <laughs> like oh that it, this isn't about him <laughs> <laughs> yeah because yeah because like it's like people don't even look at her like their their eyes don't leave the movie yeah it was just wild to me but anyway yeah so seb stands up and she like goes over to him and then they're like holding hands and kissing and all that stuff and they leave the theater uh, just like the, that move when you're in a well when, i don't think they actually kiss no they almost yet, but do but like, like the movie gets to, cut yeah um but like that's what it was the film like burns out or something yeah, so then they go to the observatory. She's like, I have an idea. Yeah, Do I they wasn't break sure that was into the observatory? Thing? That's what I'm thinking. Okay, because so this, this is what I'm saying. Looks... It looks like it's empty, but is it that it's they're empty. so into the moment and the present and themselves that they just don't well, see, see other people there? No, no, but see, here's the thing. Because later on she because says, remember... I've never been here during the day. Is that observ... But that's a famous observatory. We can look up their hours. I'm going to do that right now. Yeah, no, no, but Campbell, but Campbell, remember... He said, we'll meet, like, Monday at 10. The movie showing started they, at 10 p.m. They do, like, night things at museums. There's multiple That's movies fair. about it. Feech Ben Stiller. <laughs> <laughs> They're closed on Mondays. 
in 2021. So. So. Maybe. Maybe. Um, if there is any California listeners or people from um, L.A. Um, that know more about the hours of the uh, Griffith Observatory, yeah. you can email us at boozicals at gmail.com. That's B-O-O-Z-I-C-A-L-S at gmail.com. Because if there's anything you know about Campbell and I, we love to be right. Yeah. So. And I love... <laughs> admitting and figure, finding out i'm wrong and do you know why raven because then it just means you can be right that more. just means you can be right more when people are just like oh you can never admit you're wrong i was like no that's incorrect i'm happy to be yeah, wrong please tell me the correct answer yeah. so anyway in conclusion i want to go on an observatory date i want to go to an observatory i've never been in an observatory and i, I don't love think to. i have um and so like the music going on in the background right here is called planetarium which uh, mm -hmm. the score for that? I love it. All about it. It's very spacey. It's it, so I mean, beautiful. it's no Gustav Holtz, the planets, <laughs> which we <laughs> all know planets. the best movement of that is. We'll say it. On, we'll say it together on three, three, two, one. Jupiter, Mars. Oh, Raven. <laughs> I just put my glasses on, taking them off. Raven, are you? Yes, Campbell. Trying to tell me. <laughs> The Mars movement compares to I think Jupiter. More, I think Jupiter is more well known. For a reason. But okay, but I think it's I think it's the equivalent of like um I think it's the like, most like for expansive universally you know, starry sky exhibiting movement of the collection to me it's the equivalent of box uh cello suite number one um, where everyone knows the prelude but there are many other parts to that yeah. like there are six pieces in total as a part of that and like i actually like love the sarabande but, but mars? like i like mars interesting but you also know that like there are times i just like being different i think this might be one of those times I'm like, everyone loves Jupiter, but I like Mars. Oh, my God. <laughs> I hate contrarians so much because they are the contrarians are the, like, fa-fa-fa veiled devil's advocate. <laughs> I liked it before it was cool. Why, 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 why do you have to be a devil's advocate? Why do you have to advocate for the devil? Oh, um, and, oh yeah and so then oh, like then the they scene. get into like me and sebastian's theme when he it's like when he like pushes her into the air all i thought in my head in my simple simple campbell monkey brain was mm -hmm. vividly yeet in cursive <laughs> it was just like yeet. why does that work <laughs> Oh my gosh. But no, this is the scene that like, I feel like I could have done without this. <laughs> yeah. To me, the float, the float ending is just, it, it brings an element of like- They're on cloud goodness. nine, Raven. Like to me, okay, I think, I think this also is- Also when she's I like going up, like she's moving up quickly, but her hair is like, it's being blown from below. Yes. Yes. Um, and, and I think, honestly, I think part of the reason I don't love this scene is because- this movie, so obviously this movie is critically acclaimed, etc. But for people that don't like musicals, 
I feel like this scene kind of gives them a reason not to like the movie. <laughs> but, you know, just if I can take a second, play devil's advocate. Um, <laughs> Hypocrite. I, 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 I'd, I'd rather slip my throat. Um, <laughs> oh yeah, I like, I, I agree. I could like, I think they could have waltzed around like the museum portion. Yeah, to this music. And I feel like, like there could be actually, a fun montage I would have liked that of better. that. Yeah. Did you say montage? Uh, did I? <laughs> I don't remember. Yes. <laughs> Raven, what's wrong with you? <laughs> um, also, once they get up in space, like, and they kind of fade into the background, like, you can tell that the silhouettes that are dancing are not Emma Stone and Ryan <laughs> yeah. Gosling. But I will say... But they're incredibly talented dancers, I will so I don't care. say I did, like, a connection, like, a reference back to that scene later on. Oh, and they have their first kiss. Yes, and they have their first kiss. Um, yes, so and so they, they are then we get to get, the They are, may I say, an item. An item? <laughs> they are a together, a couple. <laughs> we are a couple. Um. Um, so then we get into summer, which is basically just a love montage. So we see Mia is writing a play that's going to be a one-woman show. Um, and then from outside, we hear a long ass car horn. Um, she's like, that's my boo. And he's like, is he going to do that every time? He's like, yeah, I think so. Cell phones exist. It's not, it's not (laughs) quirky. You know? It's like, you could literally just text me outside. Seb is not like other guys. And I think, I think that's the thing. Like, there's a weird anachronism to this entire <laughs> thank you right, say it again say it again <laughs> anachronism uh, it's like when Jeez. british people say aluminium <laughs> oh my gosh um but yeah there's a weird anachronism to this entire movie where like it's set in present day technically but there's so many things that they do and wear but you, you just... we know people like that yeah but they're all hipsters yeah <laughs> Yeah, so then um, yeah, they kiss while he's driving off, and I'm just, like, distracted driving much. Yeah, and to a one-way street. Yep. Um, mm-hmm. And then you see, like, the... You see them, like, you know, on their dates, like, going around town. Menaces. I call this a love montage. Menaces. And, yes, they are menaces to they, Like, that and guy the was just, playing, like, it's... working. It's just, like, doing his job, and they're like, ha-ha, laugh at him, shut the door, his door in his face, and run off. They scamper. You never scamper mm-hmm. after, you scamper out after, after hijinks. <laughs> well, the, are these not hijinks, Campbell? Yeah, they are. Uh, but yeah, His so the song playing here is called Summer Montage, Madeline. Yeah, Madeline. Um, yeah. His sister's engaged mm-hmm. to see, uh, Harry. Think... Yes. Played by uh, Damon Gupton, um, who is also in Whiplash. Um, mm-hmm. A lot of them were in Whiplash. A lot of people, yeah. And then we also see that uh, they go back to that jazz club, and there's a the lighthouse. Where, like, Seb is playing the piano, which yeah. like seems like my it's it's I need to be there. <laughs> I see yeah. that for you. And then yeah, it's, Seb's playing, killing it, mm-hmm. tickling those ivories, tickling those ivories. Um, yeah, so. It's a it's a good back and forth. Like Seb does a little ditty, and then you see Mia dancing. Yeah, but and she's 
killing there's it. There's this one lighthouse patron who... Although it is really funny. Sorry. It's no, just no, like no, the no, imagery no, no, no. of just yeah, like... No, no, say it. Say it. Say it. I'm like... Say <laughs> just, it. It's so just funny. Like it's the entire club of black people and it's just the two of them. Yeah. <laughs> and it's... Uh, um, yeah. And they're like... There's like a lot of patrons of the lighthouse that are dancing and like she's definitely... Like Mia's definitely like feeling herself but like... Mm-hmm. When everyone starts dancing, it was like, you couldn't even see her. She does not compare. Specifically, oh, yeah. Lynn Moore. Oh, wait, the one couple? I was going to say the yeah. one woman, the woman with the braids, um, mm-hmm. like, on to the right of Mia. Yeah. Is in it. Her yes. name is Lynn Moore. Um, and okay. everyone should respect her. <laughs> <laughs> well, is there's, there's that one couple where, like, they... Oh, and the, at the end of the song, the guy, like, lifts her up, and she does, like, a high kick yeah. in the air. And I'm just like, yes. And you know how I feel about high kicks. It. Amazing. I love them. I do them constantly. To us. Cheers. Um, John Legend. He is risen. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the man, the man. Yeah, yeah. Uh, if you want to hear more about John Legend, um outside of this episode listen to our one and only one and only raven (laughs) easter special which is such a fun time and especially i loved recording that it was so much fun especially the instagram post at boozicals um for that episode uh jesus christ superstar yeah get Check it out. Check it out. It's 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 a uh, it it's it's fun. Uh, I was proud of myself for that picture. <laughs> <laughs> I really liked it. It was one. <laughs> it was everything I ever wanted it to be. Yeah. So John Legend plays Keith, um, and he also is a producer for this movie. Um, mm-hmm. And one, of course, he is. He's a producer for every goddamn thing. Yeah. Uh-huh. You said it. <laughs> uh, Shut up. <laughs> um, and. So he like sees Seb. He was like, "Oh man, it's been so long." Um, we like they went to school together. They like played together. Yeah. Um, things are tense, but he's like, "I got a job." We're like, "We we need someone on the keys." Like, I, I have a job for mm-hmm. you, uh, an opportunity. Tickling those ivories. Yeah, if you if you're interested. And he was like, "Ah, no, I'm good." And then he was like, "Okay." He was like, "Oh, let me know." Well, at least let's like grab a drink and catch up. And he was like, "Okay." Yeah. He leaves, yeah. and then Mia's just like, uh, so what's what what's that about? What's up with that? Ooh-wee. What's up with yeah, that? It... What's up with that? <laughs> yeah, so, um, so then he basically tells her that Keith is, um, also another, like, jazz musician, but he kind of went a different direction. So where Seb is very, very traditionalist, um, like, he's very much like, this is what jazz is, this is the history of jazz, like, all jazz performed should be honoring the origins of jazz, no. basically. He knows um, whereas... its history and chooses to repeat it. Facts. Um, whereas Keith is much more like, hey, let's adapt this to the contemporary Well, we find that out like, the dur- during the, more of the recording session later. That's true. But basically, Seb's issue with Keith is that he he feels that he's basically like bastardizing. And Keith says jazz is dying because of people like you, which seems harsh. It is harsh, but I see his point. But Seb is also an asshole. (laughs) Yes, Uh, because especially the line where he says you uh, talk about all these people like Miles Davis and stuff like that, who are uh, visionaries and revolutionaries. You're not trying to revolutionize anything. 
yeah, how can you revolutionize the genre when you're such a traditionalist? Your vision is stuck. Your vision is seeing into the past. Yeah, which like I and that that is the hard thing, especially in artistic areas, because like there is room for both. Like there is, such, and like we see I, that development later on. Yes, and it's like yes. part of that's being talked about. Mia, they're back at, I think his place. Um, yeah, because it looks like shit. Um, and <laughs> Mia finishes the one woman show, like lamp turns off, and he was like, "Oh, this is great," and they're talking about their dreams. And then we hear, like, Seb's, what he wants the name of his club to be called. Yeah. Chicken on a Stick. Which is Chicken on a which Stick. Which is, like, I, he, like, like, explains in... the reference. And, like, Mia's like, okay, but I get the reference. Universe. It's dumb. Still bad. Uh, <laughs> cool motive, still murder. Yeah, he was like, no, <laughs> chicken, jazz, and liquor. And she was like, just do the jazz and liquor. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> people will come. Um, if you build it, <laughs> you they don't won't need come. the chicken. Um, Which, like, even if even if you do have chicken, you don't need to name it chicken on a stick. Just have chicken on the menu. Like, I don't yeah. understand. And then we have, and they're like in bed. He was like, "So here's what we know." And this really bothered me. He was like, "One thumbs out. It's definitely gonna be called chicken and stick. Two, no additional fingers on his hand. That the one woman show is gonna be a success." <laughs> He doesn't count on his fingers, but he counts. He and he, count. Like he does it for the first one, but not for the second. Mm-hmm. Doesn't. It's like when people say, um, "It's like first blah blah blah, then B." B. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's which fun, I love doing on purpose fun, and watching the confusion of people's face. Raven. <laughs> Nothing in twenty twenty one should be described as funky. <laughs> uh, fun, funky, fun, funky, fresh. I love th- like three like groups of three words like live laugh love i mean because the rule the comedy rule of three applies to everything it does um so it's like the next morning and mia's on the mm-hmm. phone with her mom with her mom and explaining is like you know explains like you know what's going on and her mom's just like does he have a stable job he's like no he's working on it. he's does like he no he doesn't job? have a club but he's like working on it, blah 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 and then like she kind of leaves the room is like no he doesn't have any steady gigs blah 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 and he like overhears it, and this is, this is a big thing that bothers me. I, I think honestly, this is a big like, reason of why the re- yeah. of why the relationship ends. He projects his own insecurities on her, yeah. so like she's just telling him, like she's she loves him, she supports him totally, and she's she has a no mom, problem like, honestly, that doesn't have a steady gig. The mom yeah, has a problem. She's honestly defending him. Yeah, she's defending him, and she's like, she's like, yeah, like no, he doesn't have like stable job yet, blah blah blah. But he's doing all this work to get there, and he's doing this and blah blah blah. And he takes that as she wants me to have a stable job, so I need to take this gig with the messengers. And she's just like, no, absolutely, <laughs> that's not at all what I was trying absolutely to not. push you towards. Like, yeah. So um, um, he like meets Keith. And he's just like, we can pay you like a thousand bucks a week, blah, 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 blah. Like all this stuff sounds good. And he's just like, yeah. Yeah. So, um, so he goes to the jazz band practice, uh, meet with the messengers and he tells them all this stuff and he's just like, yeah, that's great. Um, and like fiscally, it makes sense for me to take this, this job yeah. basically. Um, and so they start, they start jamming. jamming, they start playing and so they're playing and everything sounds re, good re, and stuff re, like that. Remix. And then he hits a soundboard and starts like adding in all this like synthesized like other stuff. And you can see Seb just literally stopping his tracks. And he's just like, I'm sorry, what? 
And especially him being such a traditionalist, like that is not, not cool. Um, But then he kind of just like, oh, this is just what we're doing. I'm not, I can't say anything. I'm just, okay, I'll just keep playing then, you know? But you can see like, he's not happy with the way they're making music. And then we get into the conversation that Keith's just like, I know it's different, but mm-hmm. this what needs to happen. And he's like, this is where he says, like, jazz is dying because of people of you, because people like you, which is super harsh. I, like, understand yeah, what he's, he's trying to like, do with music. And, like, music is ever-changing. It's like, oh, yes, no, when, it's when, when people are like, oh, that's not real music, blah, 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 blah. Then 10 years later, then you hear what not real, like, music sounds like. Yeah. Um, and just, like, stop being old. Um Music is ever evolving because music is about capturing among emotion other things, through sound. Mu- music is about capturing emotion through sound, and each generation sometimes that has emotion a is irritation, and that's fine. That's an emotion, regardless. Yeah. Thusly, dubstep, but still, um, <laughs> I definitely had a dubstep phase in high school, though. <laughs> but no, like, like every not only every cultural group has their own experience but every generation has their own experience within and without every every good boy does fine (laughs) which is the lines on a treble clef indeed um yeah so keith basically says like you're making music for 90 year olds but how is jazz going to transition to the next generation if you don't appeal to that generation you know yeah which like i do get that which like there's 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 pros and cons with that place for both because like how will that appeal to like the next generation um the it's not as much the product a lot of the times is the focus but it's the method it's, it's the yeah it's the delivery the means. The means. Like, not everything is, like, a, the means to an end is not always the best way to see it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, like we're, yeah. like, it's 2021. Um, hopefully, this is the first time saying this, so I hope I don't sound like a jackass, but hopefully we're out of the pandemic <laughs> at this time that this is published. We're, we're not there yet. No. Nope. Current, currently. <laughs> Um, but like with the the pandemic in the like nineteen early nineteen hundreds, immediately after was like you know the Roaring Twenties stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I think, I think Keith is under under selling a good marketing scheme. Agreed. end of comments but i but like i do and, get and, but like a lot of people are just like not into that because there's like certain yeah, and, like and i and i get that associations I think, that preconceived yeah. notions of this kind of music and stuff like that but like how um seb was saying jazz isn't just music jazz you have to see jazz yes to really be able to feel and understand it yeah. you know um it's not something you can just hear over the radio and if you don't already like it, that's not going to make you like it. Yeah. And so say there's a yeah. jazz club and there's like people your age, like fucking jamming out. You're going to want to be You're going to want to be there. Like if there was like some like Gen Z people just like going ham on a trombone, like while everyone's like drinking, just like doing whatever, they will get wondrous applause. Like they're, they're, yeah, yeah it's. Because, because, because the, the fact of the matter is that like, it is 
I mean, as objective as this can be, it is objectively good music. But the thing is, like, every generation naturally sets itself apart. And you're naturally not going to r- relate to the music of two generations yeah. prior. And you Seb know? is so just like, like, oh, no, but it should, like, it'll, it'll stay around because it should. That's dumb. Because it's, yeah, That's because dumb. it's good music, people will appreciate that as good music. It's like, but it needs to be good music that appeals to them. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And that's yeah. what keeps trying to do. Um, so then we go back to our apartment and we get into City of Stars, which she's playing on the piano for Apartment her. looks and this much, is the... I assume she moved in. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I just, so I'm just going to. <laughs> Hashtag a woman's touch. Um, um, but yeah, and so he's playing on the piano and this is now a duet. So like, to me, the, the previous time that he kind of sang that little bit of City of Stars was like a prelude. Mm-hmm. And this is like the actual song. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, City Stars, all we're looking for is love. Then we get, we go through while the song is playing. Um, he's signing the contract. She's quitting the cafe, focusing on their writing. Mm-hmm. Um, like, stage, check. Uh, he, like, is on tour with the messengers. Um, you see Mia selling. So she has different boxes. Uh, eBay. Yeah. Whatever. Uh, to, like, sell stuff so she can, like, pay the venue um for like props set lights you know that kind of stuff um Mm -hmm. and then this is when you do see like when he comes home pretty late and he's like go to bed but then she's like he's still sleeping she's having coffee in the morning this is like the drifting apart that we like start to see and at the very end of that we go back to the beginning of that when they're still like hopeful what they're they're looking for yeah the, the juxtaposition of um where they are at uh, where they are and where they're going yeah is uh cool um but yeah so yeah so i think this is something that that really makes this movie especially stand out in like the quote-unquote rom-com genre is that you do see them like it, it feels like this is a real relationship. Like in a lot of rom-coms, you see the honeymoon phase yeah. and you see the beginning phases where everything's super cute and romantic. And oh, blah, blah, blah. I forgot. But I take it back. See... Hitch is not my favorite romantic comedy. Ask me what my favorite romantic comedy is. What is your favorite romantic From comedy? From Kelly. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> um, Their love in... is timeless. <laughs> in La La Land, you see like the real reality of you know these two people and it's like yes they love Especially each other that but one dinner they're... scene i'm just like Ooh. oh my gosh you, you, like I've, you've been in that situation <laughs> i've been in that their situation. lives are drifting apart and their lives are going in different directions and they're no longer fitting as well together and stuff like that and part of the um like some of the lyrics in city of stars kind of talks about this where they say who knows is this the start of something wonderful and new or one more dream that i cannot make true and that can be said like that can either apply to their professions like their their dreams and their careers which at or this, this point where, where they're going it seems like each of them are doing each side of that each side of that yeah, yeah. like and and also because the way it ends where he says, city of stars, are you shining just for me? And she says, you never shine so brightly. Like that is like that line applies not only to the city of Los Angeles and their dreams and the work that they're doing to make them come true, but also their feelings towards each other. Yeah. Yeah. And also Furthermore. musically, 
I really love the way that the like um I don't know how to describe the the ta 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 the the sort of staccato swing melody mm-hmm. that comes in in the middle middle. I really love oh, the way the, that melody da, resolves. Da, 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 the sync the syncopation da. with that. Sync yes mm. yes. Mm. I really love the way that melody resolves itself and then goes back into the main melody of the song. I just really like. I really love the composition of this. Oh, song. I do it's too. So when when beautiful. we were talking about like the this was the first song we played. Well, yes. well, the first pl- song we played when we jammed together was Sleeping Beauty's Waltz, but then we went exclusively yes. into La La Land, and we played this the most. Mm-hmm. That and Air on yes. the G-String. Yes. Which... I still have all the sheet music for that. Oh, nice. Like, from, from those jam sessions. Ugh, man. I love jamming. Um, and then we're at the concert, the Messenger's concert. Um, the song mm-hmm. started fire. Um, oh, John Legend. Um, and this is what I have a problem with. Mia is at the concert, sees what's going on, and she's like shocked and dismayed of the music that's being played. All this, I think. I think it's all this. I think or it's the less whole about production. the actual music, and I think it's less about the actual music and more about like basically Seg's involvement this, in okay. it. Okay, because like she is yeah. not new to this music. I would yes. think, or she has seen videos or stuff like that. Or like she's been she's been exposed she's been before. exposed to it before so I, I guess it's just like when she's physically there she's just like wait a second because what later are you on doing? she even yeah later on she even says to Seb um, no like I like the music that you're making like I think it sounds good Mia, I just didn't Mia, think you yeah liked Mia's it. not the one that's like right like all her life all nothing but jazz traditional music she's just like oh yeah I know like Kenny G she has like a you know. Comparatively, a normal liking of popular music. Like, that she's... Yes. Yeah. Yes. And so, and and even here, like, you can see on her face that, to me, the expression on her face is less, this is bad, and more like, hold up. This is bad for you. This is everything... Yeah, this is bad for you. Like, this is everything you hate about jazz. And it's less that I don't like it and more that I'm confused by your involvement. And can we talk about clapping at concerts? Please stop. Please stop. And like, I know sometimes <laughs> like the music artists be like, clap along. And then they'll guide you to clap on two and four. And then you'd ruin that to yes. going on one and three. You ruin that too. Stop. Stop <laughs> clapping. at Stop. Uh, but at the same stop. time, like I understand Especially, like being involved like, like with like... the music and stuff like that. When I listen to music, I know this is not like the norm. I'd like to sit there and absorb it all because, like, uh, live music, I, it's like everything shut down to my bot, shut down, like, all the, <laughs> the tab, i closing all the tabs yeah. in my body so I can, like, put 100% of the energy into focusing to listening to what's going on. Unless it's, like, a band that I know all the lyrics to, and I will sing every single lyric um, of every <laughs> Which I've song. been next to you for. Which, like, I feel like amazing. y'all didn't know how much I love that band and how many of the songs that I knew. <laughs> I knew every, every word to every song, every single song that they played the entire <laughs> concert. Um, and I'm really excited uh, to go see their 2022 concert, um, which yeah. we should go together. Um, we should. Um, but, yeah, to, to me, like... Stop clapping. Stop clapping. Yeah, and there there are certain times like there are some places where it's like I can see it, but like, like the cha cha slide at a homecoming dance. 
Yeah. But like especially at an orchestral concert or a, preschool. a band concert, please, for the love of all that is holy, do not clap. You're going to do it wrong. I remember there was one time my orchestra, we did a Motown medley. And of course, everyone tried to clap, but that's even worse because it's like a there's like swing melody in it, and I was just like, "You are making this so difficult to stay on beat," and I'm literally staring at the conductor. <laughs> like, Hate it. Huh. Hate it. Anyway, Hate it. Um, so then we go to fall. After a sick and keyboard I, I also, solo, <laughs> I also like how the seasons. I mean, obviously the seasons are their way of like telling time and telling the story. But also like, and this has to be intentional. But I also like how the physical season reflects the environment of their relationship. Yeah, yeah. Um. So fall, like, this is where honestly their love is starting to kind of not their love is starting to die out, but like the relationship is starting to die because they it's still not do sustain- the, love their, each other. Their relationship is not sustainable. It's no longer sustainable. Yeah, which is that is a sad realization to make, especially in a relationship where like you do love the other person. That's a sad realization to have, but sometimes you like when it hits you it hits yeah. you, you and know? so she's like in a coffee um, shop emailing people it was like hi i am me about her show yeah, yeah. it's my show that i'm putting on blah 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 dear blah. sir or madam yeah. <laughs> um and then she's like coming home and it's like someone's in her apartment and like you hear music you hear city of stars um it's like more upbeat mm-hmm. one um and then um seb came home yeah. surprising He's because she's like calling just like i haven't talked to you in a while I don't know if you're in Dallas. I don't know if you're or, in Dallas or Boston or, Boston or which are wildly different cities. Yeah. <laughs> like in geography. Yeah. I was like, oh, you really must have not talked to him. I was like, oh, things are not great. And then he's like, I had yeah. to leave really early in the morning, blah blah. And they like kiss. They're super excited. They're like, I don't know. He like had to have been there for yeah. a while to like make all those food. Quick thing. Here's my thing. Here's your thing. When she walks in and she sees the table. So we see this beautifully laid table. Is that They're romantic? Are there candles dinner. under that cloth? That's my thing. I literally made or it like because sometimes she can have like this candles, battery powered like fairy light. We see the table later the, on. Don't see the, don't justify see this the candle. candle. Yeah, there are candles either right next to or right under. It looks that it looks right and under. And either way, it's a fire. It looks like it's right under. And either way, I'm nervous. Underneath it's fire it all, you. Um, and then my next note is just dot 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 that did not go well (laughs) oof oof let's 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 delve into this uh dinner scene um (laughs) yes because he was like yeah i like have the tour and stuff it was like going to boise he's like you should come and she was like boise he's like no i can't come i was like i have all the stuff like i have to rehearse for my show and he's like can't you rehearse anywhere he's like it's a one-woman show can't you just rehearse anywhere i'm like I mean, she has a set and she has yeah. props and she's like the block, like there's blocking she has to do. Yeah. She has to, like, there's he, no, like she, she can't just rehearse he does, anywhere. He doesn't get it. Uh, he just he misses her and just be like, oh no, he's on, yeah. he's unhappy with his job. So he assumes like, oh, they want to see each other more. It's just like, oh, you're going to have to come here. Cause like, you come this me, is yeah. what I have to do for you. Yes. Which is and and that's not thing, like, not valid. He, and this is the feeling is valid. Is the justification where, for it is not correct. And this is again where he is projecting. I feel his own insecurities on her. Like he, in his mind, he took this job because she wanted him to have a stable job. And she's like, "No, I want you to be happy and to be making the music that you want to make." And she's like, 
do you even like the music that you make? And he's like, well, do you? And she's like, yes. Yeah. Like, I, I think the music that your band makes is good, but I know you hate it. So why are you doing it? You know what I mean? Like, this is not about, like, there are times yeah. in a relationship, yes, where you do things for your partner and in a, and in a good relationship, you and your, there is give and take. And there are things that you do almost exclusively for your partner. But something like this is like, if you are unhappy in your profession or making the music you make or doing whatever you do, then like, then leave that. Like, don't and I understand like, you have to, you have, you have to fill, uh, like finish like contracts and like stuff like that. And she was like, asking mm-hmm. us like, so when does the tour end? He was like, well, it's like, could be like another, this goes on forever. This, goes, basically. Like, th- this is it. And she was like, what about your dream? And he's like, no one's going to come to a place called chicken on the stick. And then she's like, change the name. She's like, then change, change the name. The like I've told you a million name. times. Like, it's like, she didn't ask him to do any of this. Any of exactly this. Exactly what you were saying before. He's projecting all of his insecurities onto her. And he's just like... She, what did he say specifically? Um, this is uh, not your dream. Um, and he's like, no, I'm like making stuff that people like. And she's like, when the fuck do you care about like doing stuff what, people what are like? And he's like, like, what do you know? Aren't you an actress? And I was like, had two thoughts for this. I was like, one, fuck you, dude. Fuck two, you. yeah. You still call her an actress, and she hasn't acted anything. So that's like, I mean, it's like, <laughs> I, I don't know, I don't know. But yeah. I was just like, oh. but also, also, my thing is like, you two have different professions, and you have different reasons for being in that. And profession. you are not but, understanding of the worlds of either of them. Of either, of them. yeah. So like, their their yeah, dreams are an... not um, mutual. They're not. Um, biology term um uh symbiotic symbiotic nice um yeah like she yes she is an actress one that doesn't inherently mean that she seeks others approval but even if she does you know why raven you know why do you know what she is she is a patron of the stage stage? it is her craft (laughs) it is what she does the theater (laughs) is calling (laughs) Every single time you get a laugh out of it. (laughs) It This one Kristen Wiig SNL sketch, I just like really riff (laughs) off of. Um, Yeah, like even if even if she is an actress because she seeks the approval of others and she wants other people to like her, that's her thing. You are a different person. Yeah, and at the (laughs) same, yeah, 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 and so then like the smoke alarm goes off and he like opens the oven. Was he making a souffle? Like what the fuck? What was that supposed to be? I don't know. It's too big to be just a souffle. I don't. I don't know what that was. <laughs> I was like, but what then is I that? can't think of. But like when I, the I was just like the scene I don't know. where the smoke alarm's going off. There's no more music playing. There's only one word for it. And it's it. just the beeping. Sobering. <laughs> yes. And then she leaves because you see it pulls them out, and she just yeah she just walks out. Um, and so then we see that on the night of her show. So long, Boulder City. Yeah, um, and he's getting ready to leave, like, the rehearsal and everything. He's like, cool, I'm going to make it to the show, like, blah, blah, blah. And the guy's like, oh, so you're good for seven? And he's like, mm-hmm, what you talking about, Willis? And he's nice. like, the photo shoot Raven, that we're doing tonight. your sitcom catchphrases <laughs> tickle my fancy every single time. It is, uh man, it's, I'm a, I'm a simple man. That's what I'm here for. I'm a simple man. <laughs> That's so. <laughs> that's rude. <laughs> it's it's. I, how how rude? rude? I was see. I was laughing, which I couldn't get through the sentence because I thought it was so funny when you said it the one time. Uh, 
No. I, I don't know why. They just come to me. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so then Keith is like, dude, no, the photo shoot's tonight, not next Thursday. And, he, and he's like, can you make it? And I'm like, I get that they need to do the photo shoot. And granted, I am not a professional, I'm not in any way a professional musician. We've said that multiple times. And I have no real understanding of the world of professional bands like this. But like, can't you just say, I can't? No, you, no, because they have a booking time. It's really expensive. Which is, they and they have like professional photographers photographer. coming in. Like, yeah. And it's He could have called me up. He could have told Again, me. Again, they have cell, <laughs> cell phones. phones. This is the 21st century. <laughs> it's set in the year it's made. Um, but yeah, no, like, and I, I think this is one of those situations where, like, it. it oh, if it's set it's in the not, year it's made, is the future 2021 the year we're doing this? Because it's five years later? Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Isn't that fun? <laughs> Isn't that neat? Isn't that swell? Isn't it? Isn't it? Isn't it? Isn't um, but yeah, and this is one of those situations where, like, when you're in this point, especially when you're at this point in a relationship, when you're in too where, like, deep you're and starting trying to keep, yeah, all those thoughts in your head instead of going under. Yeah. Well, um, forty-one. Yeah, like, when you're in this point in a relationship where you're starting to drift apart and you already know it, but you're still kind of holding on to that, like. This is a situation where, like, it's not inherently anybody's... Like, it's not his fault that the photo shoot is not... It's not his fault he can't make the show. But it's it's just a situation that sucks. And it doesn't I mean, help it is fault for, like, not in. remembering or getting the dates wrong. Or telling her, you know. Because it would be like, but the like, photo shoot's going to be like this. Inha- he should know the date of the show. Be like, I can't do yes. that. Yeah. This, is, this um, is, like, the start of her dream. Everything that he has encouraged and supported in whatever capacity and like a lot of times i like honestly initiated within her Mm -hmm. he should know that write it down dude correct just just get one of those like cat calendars and just be like big show (laughs) they have they Um, have yes they have calendars on their phones he does that they don't use or that he doesn't use. Well, it also um, looks like so he, he has like a flip phone or something. I don't know. Yeah, so he doesn't make the show. Um, also, the lip biting thing. Oh, that he deserved that photo shoot for what he said. <laughs> There's like glasses down. It's like, play something. You're a penis. Play something. Um, which, like, I uh-huh. hate. I hate like that a lot. I hate that. It's, just, it's, it's like the whole, like, oh, you're a singer? Sing something. Yeah, it's like, you want to pay me? You're a musician? Play something. Like, um no <laughs> wild uh so yeah. then we then see her show... yeah uh, we see like an audience think... like it yeah. ends with her it's really important to her like the uh, thematically like what she wants the show to the be lamp. The, the lamp yeah. turning off which comes up in a discussion later um but then like the lights go out there's not a lot of people there like her friends are there yeah the reserved was for seb there's like a scattering of people yeah, yeah. um Certainly not a full house. No, 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 no. Less no. than half. Um, yeah. And then men just suck. And they were just talking, just in general. It's still, it's like shit. man number one. It's just like uh, one woman shows are always terrible. Yeah, and he's like, well, it wasn't good. Um, and Wait till like, you're yeah, outside your day to job. say that. Yeah, those, those theaters are small. Yeah. Or like in the car. Um, or not at all. And also... 
Or not at all. Just don't be an asshole. Um, so she hears all of that while she's backstage. And of course it crushes her. Um, and so she ends up leaving. And then we see Seb is like finally showing up and trying to get in. And he sees her like leaving from backstage. And she's like, you know what? I'm done. I'm done trying. Obviously this dream is not for me. No. Like obviously I'm just not good enough. Yeah, she was like, I can't it. even pay back the theater the theater yeah with how few people showed up and so she's like i'm going home and he's like okay i'll see you there she's like no i'm going home home like to my parents yeah this isn't home anymore yeah i'm like you but she's just like that she she says i'm done embarrassing myself yeah and like and that especially i feel like so hard to hear two people in their 20s i feel like we could like that is a true low point like there, it's one thing to hit a low point where like you go home and just like lay on your bed in the dark it's another thing when like you're so done with everything that you go back to your parents house yeah. and then like that's yeah which at the same time like is not something that should be ashamed of because um so there's transition no, no, not as a shame yeah. not as a shame Wait, which, thing, which she like, is you're s- well to me to me it's more of like to me it's more of I think of going back to your parents' house not so much as, oh, I can't, like, I'm ashamed of how I'm living. Like, I can't pay my bills and stuff like that, and so I'm going back to my parents' house. And more of, like, I need to be around, at the minimum, two people in my life who are required to love me. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, I see it more as, like, an emotional support. I I do understand that you see it that way. A lot of people see it the other way. A lot of people. Gotcha. That's fair. Um, and so I am very privileged. It, it is, I'll say it that. It is so. interesting that when she is leaving um, LA, another day of sun is playing in the background, which yes, is uh, I isn't it that. ironic? Facts. Which it bothers me because nothing in that song is it, actually. Well, did an you see the updated version um, with James Corden? I have not. Yeah, a song with no ironies. Oh, isn't it up. ironic? <laughs> it's one of the lyrics. <laughs> Um, yeah, it's fine. Like it's like rain on your wedding day. That's not an. That's it's not it's irony. unfortunate. That's it's a not, shitty situation. Yeah. yeah, it's unfortunate. It's Isn't not, it yeah. unfortunate? Um, <laughs> it's not as catchy. No. Um, so then we hear the song "Engaged like Party" um, while Seb, <laughs> while Seb is playing at an engagement party, yep. um, and then he gets a call from a. Which this is what confuses me, because they don't seem to have a landline. So they call him? Okay, this is what this is what they did. Um, they tried to call her. She wasn't contacting. They were, like, contacting around about her. Maybe people they talked to at the show. Maybe people that, like, think she's been associated Got, with in the okay. past. And they have, from that, is led them to Seb. Cause okay, they, cause so see, it's not I like, think, it was like, I oh, here's an opportunity. Lying. Let's, like, reach out to her. They want her. They want to see gotcha. more about her, so they are looking for her. I get, I get that. I think it was his line that now, confused me because when you. he picked up the phone, <laughs> shut up. It's true this when time. He picked, <laughs> <laughs> when he picked, when he picked up the phone, and he was like, "Oh no, she doesn't." He said something to the effect of like, "She doesn't live here anymore. She's not here anymore." Like blah blah blah. And to me, it seemed like the type of line you would say if yeah, there was yeah, a humble, landline. Yeah. And they called that asking for her. And he was like, oh, no, she doesn't live here anymore. You know, yeah. that's why it confused me. But anyway, yes, you were correct. Um, yeah, so then he goes to her house and is like, hey, you got oh, a call from the casting director. Once, yeah, long, even way longer than last time. And this is like middle of the night or late at night at least. Um, 
And so it was like, hey, I got a call from this casting director who came to your show and she wants you like for this movie. Like not just like, oh, she wants you to audition. Like they want you, Yeah. you know? And then she's just um, like, I'm not doing that. And he was like, yeah. why and the And so then he tries to convince not? her. He's like, yeah. And she's like, I'm done. Like I'm, and this is where she kind of gives the whole spiel about like, this industry is clearly not meant for me. Like I'm clearly not good enough no, to be a part of this. That is not what she says. And it's really important. Is it not? She always says, maybe I'm not. Oh, she does say Every single time. Not She's not enough. saying, like, I can't do this. I'm not suited out for you. He's like, maybe I'm not cut out for this. Maybe this won't work for me. Maybe I won't get it. Maybe I'm not. And, like, yeah. if, if this happens, I don't know. It's never definitive. Which It's never definitive. That's true. Yeah. Which I thought Good was catch, really important. Um, and um, and, and then he's like, like, well, I will be here. She, she does think she's like, if, like, if that goes wrong that that will kill me that is the only yeah me. that is the only definitive part um yeah and he's, and and so he's, he's like, like well i will be here at and he's like you know consoling supportive you're a baby you're crying like a baby you're a baby you're a child you're a baby <laughs> you are a child. i will be you're here in the morning to drive you whether you're here or not here's my thing <laughs> so he does show up at 8 a.m he gives her all of five seconds. <laughs> like, he literally, he, he doesn't even honk the horn this time, I think. He pulls up at 8 a.m., looks around, like, does a head swivel, and then starts to pull up. And then, and like, like rinses right there. And, and, like, also, if she's that close to the door, are you not looking in your mirrors before you drive off? That's, that's <laughs> exactly. unsafe driving. But also, she's like, she's like, I was getting coffee. I was getting coffee. Idiot. Subtext. Like you couldn't, you couldn't give her a whole minute. Like you set the auditions at five. I understand that she lives quite a distance, probably from oh. LA. So you probably. Oh, she probably lives does in take... Nevada. Yes, but my thing is like that night when he first came up there to tell her about the casting director, he drove back that night. So it can't be so far that you can't get there in a couple hours. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so I'm also... like, I get the, the auditions at five. You got there at eight a.m. You don't have time to give her five minutes to get to the car, dude. Like before that, though, she was like, like that night before, is like, how do you even know that? He's like, you live in uh, in the house across from the library. Across from the library, yeah. That was cute. Uh, that was really cute. Now you listen. Um, shut up. <laughs> but it's true. Um, he was listening to her. So before. then we get. He was listening to so his. So then we get to her audition. And they're just um, like, hey. There's no script. Just tell us we're, your we're, story. Yeah, we're, or tell we're, us a we're story. We're building the script around the actress. And Which is wild. Yeah, I, I mean, so yeah, Amy Brandt is the casting person, Valerie Ray Miller. Um, and it was, yeah, it's just like, hey, tell us a story. You're a storyteller. <laughs> what do you think, weather boy? Um, are you okay? When you said that name... Valerie she Ray Miller. Had... She was in Reaper. Dark no, Andrew, Amy Brandt. Yeah, Amy Brandt. Amy Brandt. She was involved. I don't. I don't remember what role or what. Amy Brandt's the I think character's she been... name. Is it? Yeah, Valerie Ray Miller is the actor's name. Do you know in Amy Brandt? No, I. Maybe I remember him saying it in the movie. Yeah, though, like Brant, whatever, casting, directing, whatever. Ignore me, ignore me. I'm starting to feel it a little bit. Let's just continue. Okay. <laughs> um. 
wild. Cheers. Okay. Cheers. Um, so we yeah, get so to we the to audition. Um, the fools who Yeah, drink. and they're just like, we want to hear your story. Like, tell us a story, basically, about and yourself. And so how they did this was that she had, like, an earpiece. So there was uh, mm-hmm. the pianist that would, like, play. And she was, they were just, like speak when you want to sing what you want to they like did it like like live or whatever um mm-hmm. there was no like takes like cutting or oh, things like okay. that it was just like a one like thing continuous yeah this is what i'm talking about this is what i'm talking about when music is speaking yes it is a language emma stone it's like just raw this is like one of the most emotional, not as in like depressing or like crying or stuff like that, just but full just, just of a, emotion, a, a display of raw emotion that I've seen in a long time. Yeah, it is so good. So the story she tells is about her uh, aunt that used to live in Paris. Um, you know, jumped in the river. It was freezing. She'd do it again. Um, she like captured a feeling. A sunset in a frame. I love the lyrics to this. Um, but my favorite lyric for sure in the song died with a flicker, but I, I will always remember the flame. Yeah. Fuck it up. Fuck I, it up. Fuck it up. That line just hit me. And, and when she says, okay, so like the kind of, I guess, chorus to the song is here's to the ones who dream, foolish as they may seem. Here's to the hearts that ache. Here's to the mess we make. And just like, it, it, it's one of those songs that is technically about something specific, but can apply, like it just, it speaks to you. Like I feel like almost every single person has had a time or a feeling or experienced something that they can relate yeah. to this song. And it's just like, Anna, yeah. like this, this is her dream. This is her journey. She was like, she thinks this is this may be it. This may be my last shot. This, this may is be the how thing I that crushes feel. me. Yeah. Raven, what is your dream? Let's get fucking WWE Raw. <laughs> so my dream is one to be a veterinarian. Ooh. But specifically what I want to do, I want to um, be a wildlife veterinarian and I want to, I'm studying massive, I'm studying public health as well because I want to specifically work in disease control, but from the animal side, like from the zoonotic side before the disease crosses over the humans. Um, but I, I think on a more big picture scale i i just want to you can, you can, you can say me it's fine <laughs> i just want to do something that has an impact and i think a lot of people feel that yeah. like i want to like even if it's one act even if it's one it doesn't have to be like a discovery or a major invention but just even if it's one thing i just want to do something that impacts the lives of others and i guess you, like, you could argue i've already Positive, yes, positively is the key. Raven right, in the news. You could argue killing spree, <laughs> and you could argue that I've already done that. But like, there's so many things that, like, in my mind, I want to do because 
I love science and medicine. I love art and like podcasting. I love like all this stuff. And there's so many different ways to go about that. And I think at the end of the day, even if you took veterinary medicine out of it and disease control out of it, I think I really just want to do at least one thing in my life that impacts the lives of others positively. What about you, Kim? Uh, very similar. Uh, but in like, because there are like, I mean, we like go through our lives and there's definitely things you learn that you like good at. Maybe you like don't continue with that. Maybe you do. Mm-hmm. I do know I am what things that I am good at. I want to do things that I'm good at that I think I can serve other people doing. Um, for example, like science, um, specifically like with water and things like that. I'm very passionate about it. Um, and we've talked about it in a lot of episodes, like in some form of education standpoint i would i want to like teach my passions to other people as like people have done that to me and it's only benefited my life so if i'm able to do that in whatever capacity to other people that that is that is my dream to be able to like be in not i like it's like what is your dream job it's not like there's this one like quote response to it it's like i do not dream of labor that's not what i'm talking about i want to be in an environment where i am i can like be satisfied with sharing my passion with others and i what it feels like is in the water area and the education area which i am currently working and it's like it's it's that old I don't wanna say cliche, more um I'm just saying adage, I guess, of you know, if you do what you love, you'll never work a day in your life. And I feel like for some people that's become a cliche, but it, I'm, it is I feel like thing. I'm working like, a lot me, these days. <laughs> like for me, the study, like just the pure pursuit of medicine and science is something that I love. And I I truly feel that if I am working in the field of veterinary medicine, and even more specifically in the realm of disease control, but I feel like if I'm working in the field of wildlife veterinary medicine, I truly feel that it will not feel like work. You know, granted, I still have a lot of steps to complete before I can get there, Mm -hmm. but... And there's like many different aspects of that, like... Yeah, and I I feel like in any in any lifestyle like in in any way you live there will be days where you have a bad day you know where like it does feel harrowing to get up and do sometimes even the thing that you love doing but that becomes maybe one percent of your life instead of 60 percent of your life you know what i mean yeah because it reminds me of um so nick offerman occasionally does like stand up and stuff like that and he has this one bit where he's talking about like people hate five out of the seven days of their life. And it's so common to hate five out of the seven days of your life that we have songs and like, we have an entire saying, like, thank God it's Friday. We have an entire saying that's about, thank God that those first five days of my life are over so I can get to the last two days before I have to go back into the five days. And it's just like, I don't want that. Like, I, I don't want to, I want to do something where even on a day that I'm technically working, I'm legitimately enjoying what I'm doing. Yeah. I yeah. same here. I want to 
my dream is to support people the best I can with the things I'm good at. Mm-hmm. And I know the things I'm good at and I'm working on getting the skills and the qualifications and the requirements so I can best do that. Yes. This is a good song. It really is. And it's it's a song and that it's just can really just touch you, you know? Yeah. And especially her and I, I think this is another place where the fact that Emma Stone is a decent singer, but not an amazing singer, helps it relate even more because, again, it makes it feel like I feel like if it were like Jennifer Hudson performing this one, it would be fucking amazing. Talk about because but... we talk about her operatic performances, before, <laughs> but like Jesus but, H Christ, right? Um, but I I feel like in this moment I want to hear Mia her sing is... this song now, Raven. Fuck you. I do. <laughs> But I feel like I feel like in this moment, Mia is she is a representation. Mia and Seb both are a representation of just all of us. Like, yeah, it's specifically a jazz pianist and an, and an actress, but you can extrapolate the feelings that like the emotions they're experiencing to anyone, you know. And in this moment, what a clinical she's just way to say person. empathy. But yeah, I hate you so much. <laughs> but she's just a person, yeah. you know, and and. You she is like other like... girls. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not like other girls. Um, yeah, and you can really extract the way she's feeling and, and relate to it as almost regardless of what physical like lifestyle you're living or what experiences you physically had because it's so universal. Yeah, and it's, it's like, so I don't know, this song, just like how she has like viewed her dream in her life like through her aunt. And, like, uh, because, like, with a lot of this stuff, it's not logical to, like, pursue these dreams. Like, a a bit of madness is key. This is, like, Anna, it's like the saying, uh, something, like, like, it's something that's, like, really important and takes a lot of work is worth, like, worth doing kind of thing. Like, Mm -hmm. uh, to achieve these kinds of things. It's being real, like you're realistic of like the struggles and the hurdles you have to get there, but like if there yeah. weren't any struggles or hurdles, is it a dream? It worth- wouldn't be worth. Yeah, it. yeah, is it a dream worth having? Yeah, you would just be doing, not you would just achieving. be doing it. And and I feel like and I feel like that is a big thing, like a big message of this movie is that if if it's really worth having there will be work to get to it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, the audition ends. Um, it's, like, there's a, there's a, sorry, there's a saying, I forget exactly how it goes, but there's a saying that's basically, like, uh, oh, I know, uh, beer before liquor, easy. never sicker, liquor before <laughs> beer, don't do heroin. <laughs> no, but that's an amazing yeah. saying. Um, yeah, it, it's basically, like, anything worth doing is not, easy to do or something like that and that's the one i was like trying to think but then i didn't remember yeah i can't think of any of those words like... except for good but good didn't really fit with what i was trying to say so <laughs> um so anyway audition Fair is enough. over and then so it's seven mia yeah. um they're on a bench out front of uh, like um griffith park outside the griffith observatory mm-hmm. and they're just like so so what's going on what's yeah what's she's happening? like she's like where are we yeah and I this is, yeah. love Seb's response. And she was, uh, he, 
he was like, when you get this, and she was like, if I get it, um, but it's like, like when no you way. get it, this is your gene. You have to give it every fiber everything of your beating, you've got. everything you got. And he recognizes I can't be a part of that. Yes. And again, like that's a hard place to be in, in a relationship, but it's a necessary realization to have of like, we are like, despite how we feel about each other, we are no longer in a place in our lives where we can be a part of each other's lives. Yeah. It's just, it's just not going to work. Which happens, happens with relationships yeah. and, and, and any happen. means, it, friends, things like that. Yeah. It's happened in my life. I know it's happened in your life, Raven, and it sucks. Yeah. You can still appreciate what you've had, but like, exactly. it's like, and you're we, not the, turning away times, from this. It's just life. Yeah. And there are times and not saying that there aren't relationships where they could make this work, but Mia and Seb do not have that relationship. Yeah. Like there are, there are relations where it's like, you are sort of as much as you can be, you are sort of meant to be together. And like, you do still fit even with, you know, some things that may try to pull you apart, but me and Seb don't have that relationship. Yeah. They're not that person for each other. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then uh, they're like, I'm always going to love you. Which is the first time yeah. they said, I love you to each other. That we see. That we see. Oh, of course. But I, I, I think... I, yeah, I assume I, they I think, have before, but I think it's important but I, that but this do, is the I point we hear them that's probably an intentional... It. Yeah, that's probably an intentional choice on the part of like the writers and the directors and stuff. Um, is that, yeah, like this is the first time we actually hear the words, I love you. Yeah, and them. then it's like another lovely night. Like there's kind of like rumblings going on. It's just like, never been here today. It's like, what have you? It's like, I've seen better. Just like calling back to like their first like real, like, I guess, romantic encounter. Yeah. Um, so then we it, the season turns again to winter. Mm -hmm. So we are now. And we see that the time frame has skipped forward five years. So we are now in 2021. So this COVID should be done by oh, then. Oh, that's what you meant. What you, the fuck do you think I meant by that? <laughs> I didn't know what you were talking about. I <laughs> Didn't I say that was like, okay, so if it's currently 2016 and then when it's five years later, that would make it 2021. No, that's not what okay. you said. What, what you said was, oh, so if the movie, because I said the movie is set when it was made, which was like 2016, 2016 is basically when it was released. Um, although they probably started production yeah, like 2014, 2015. But anyway, um, yeah, I was like, it's set when it's made. And you're like, oh, so if it's set when it's made, does that mean that we're in the future? Because it's 2021? That's what I did, you said. I did say, I no, I like, did say five years later. Maybe, I did say five years but, later. But the way I interpreted it was like, was you saying, oh, the movie was set in 2016. Oh. We live in 2021, therefore we're in the future. And I was just like, yes, Campbell. Raven. <laughs> and like, I'm like. so confused. Uh, but no follow-up questions. <laughs> Interesting. Because um, I was just like, correct. <laughs> that is how math works, you dumb shit. Um but no, your point now makes sense. You okay, are, yes. so if it's okay. winter 2021, so maybe like December 2021, is this foretelling the end of COVID at the end of this year? <laughs> Perhaps. We'll, Mayhaps. We'll have to see. <laughs> um, and okay, so we see... Um, She's the famous actress in the cafe now. She's a big, yeah. She's a big shot. Big star now. No, 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 no. Um, you have yeah. to be a big shot, don't you? The best part of that song. 
Um, yeah, so she walks into the same coffee shop she used to work. The girl working at the at the station like has the same reaction that she had to that other actress. Um, we see that Seb has his own club. Well, now. it's like it's like implied, but you just see him like working at the club. You don't know it's his club. Well, you see him playing. No, no, because you see him playing the piano, and then he goes over to the bartender, or not the bartender, but like the guy who's. And at he's the like, bar. "We're not doing too and- bad, Seb." I guess to me, like... It, no, it's obvious, but, like, there's no, like, direct there's, sense. Yes, there's, yes it is, it is quote-unquote, heavily implied. Yes, yes. Yes. Okay. Um, we see that Mia's married um, to a lovely gentleman... With a kid. David, played by Tom Everett Scott, the kid named, uh, t- uh, casted as daughter, uh, Cameron Ray <laughs> Cavaliero. Um, really cute kid. Um, mm-hmm. And they are, like, are gonna go out for the night... Um, yeah. the babysitter Chelsea, Joey Hall, um, they're, yeah, they're going to do that. They like, he was like, oh, let's pull over. Let's just get dinner. And then they're like walking back to their car and they like the David's like, oh, hear that? You want, you want to check this out? And so they like stumble. Yeah. You want to go in? Yeah. So they go in, they go down the stairs and then she sees that the title of this it's album, called it's Sets. called Sebs. Which is with the music note as the apostrophe. Yes, and so she's just like, "Oh no!" Like no, no, not <laughs> oh no. I thought it was just like brain can like cannot function. <laughs> yeah, overloading. <laughs> oh no! Wait, he did. Always love you. What's going on? He's it's here. It's been so long. <laughs> Haven't thought about this. He's here. But it's Seb's. This is his you, dream. You can tell. They, every emotion you can possibly have. Every emotion. Thank God he didn't call it like, chicken you on can stick. Tell, <laughs> you can tell both of them, like, not like, I, and I don't think this is a bad thing. I think this is the very nature of just moving on with your life. But like, you can tell both of them for however long have not thought about each other. Oh, yeah, for while. sure. Well, you know, to like, an like, extent. I think he definitely has thought of her. But I, I think it's more in, so like, it's been five years. I think for sure both of them probably like pined after each other for like at least a year, yeah. you know, afterwards. And then I think each of them throughout the next few years had moments where they would think of the other person and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, I like you and do. I think for sure, I think for sure they've each physically thought of the other person throughout, like at some point, at least throughout the past year. But that's so different than just like, Oh, you are here in this space together right now. Yeah. Yeah. So they sit down. Um, we get introduced to the band members. Well, we also saw that um, he, on his way into the, after he parked his car, on his way into the club, There's like a... he walked past this like giant mural, basically, of like, it was like advertising a mm-hmm. movie, but like with her face as like half the mural. Yeah. And like, to me, his body language. Which, granted, it could have just been, like, he was just, like, walking by or whatever. Like, he's used to seeing this by now. But to me, his body language was, like, almost like he was actively ignoring That's it. I thought the exact, exact same thing. The exact same thing. Yeah. I, yeah. Um, so they sit down, David and Mia. Um, and he, like, comes on the stage, like, the band starts. He introduces them. Um, so we have uh, the drummer, uh, Clifton Fufu Eddie, who is also the drummer in Whiplash. Um, oh, cool. Cal uh, Bennett plays saxophone. Nedra Wheeler is the bassist. Javier Gonzalez plays the trumpet. Kyrie Tyler plays the piano. He, like, mm-hmm. then sees Mia, kind of, like, shuts down. 
and it's just yes. like not can't they can't look eyes. can't can't really look at her right now says to himself he's like but to her he is speaking to her welcome to mm-hmm. sebs when he plays this piece and then yeah no no also when he says welcome to sebs he is saying it to her yes he's saying that to her and then yes. he sits down and he starts playing um me and sebastian's theme um mm-hmm. and i think which is it's such a beautiful i think and we've said I, this but it's so beautiful. and then well like they're like both you know spotlight they're the only ones in the room we get this like epilogue song of what could yes. have been which let's it goes back to when he was playing me and sebastian's theme right before he gets fired he gets fired instead of like you know instead of shoulder checking her instead of suplexing her her, um he (laughs) they like kiss they're together and they're like on another day of sun starts playing like it's very idyllic situation bill is like oh after this way um um to do yeah like they're like at the lighthouse john legend comes up and he was like no thank you and john legend walks was like i guess i'll go fuck myself blah 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 um, <laughs> basically yeah and, and they have like a kid no 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 like, there's, there's, there's like... more important stuff to talk about like very specific yes. things then like there's like her one woman show is a huge success but in her one is a huge hit. but her one woman show how she ends it is not turning the lamp off yes. there are specific aspects of their dreams that are different they have taken yes. the meaning away of what it is for them out of it. The meaning is put in the relationship, not their aspirations in this idyllic word yes. world. So that's like how we know it's not real. Like it can't, it's not, real. it's not worth doing or working out. It could, it could never have been real. Yeah. Because, because they are not giving them themselves to, to their dreams. To their, yeah. It would have required them to treat their relationship and their romance as their dreams yes. rather than the actual dream that they hold as individuals yeah so we like don't see that yeah. lamp turn off we don't um so we don't see her like do that but she like gets uh the, when she auditions again she still gets the big the big audition the auditions well, how they do it as like Sukin, silhouettes yeah. beautiful yes i love the different the contrasting styles of like going through these different memories I, yeah, I, love how, memories. I love how throughout this epilogue the art style and the scene style changes for each kind of thing I love yeah, that. Yeah, very singing in the rain. Um, gotta mm-hmm. dance. Do, 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 with the freeway scene where they're like, you know, walking around. Yeah. Um, so they brought back musical numbers like as an ensemble. So that's kind of neat. Um, and then like they go to Paris together. He opens up a jazz club, which mm-hmm. chicken on the stick, but in French. Um, and yeah. like, which means like what, what we learned, like he's successful because he was able to adapt and appeal to different generations and that's symbolic by the compromise with the name of the club being sebs he mm-hmm. doesn't do it in this world so he doesn't learn anything they don't learn anything yeah um and then they we get into their kind of like the lights are around it's very much reminded me of like dancing around the stars in the observatory mm-hmm. which i assumed it was symbolic of their wedding because he was wearing like a tux and she was like a, that's wearing was a white thinking. dress um, yeah, that's what I was thinking. And then we see now they're like watching kind of like home movie style, like their family. Yeah. And with their kid. Their yeah. kid. Do you know what they call uh, Arthur Hor- Horowitz plays the baby, the child, the kid, the son? Um, how they list him in the credits? No. Fantasy baby. 
And that's where fantasy comes back up. Oh my god. Fantasy baby. <laughs> Their son. Fantasy Amazing. baby. I just I just I just love it. I just love it. Oh my gosh. Um yeah, and so then, and what I really like, so then that trumpet player, um, it, sh- it shows them, it shows them as a couple, and it shows them um, like once again, like just like she did with her real life husband, um, giving like basically giving the child to a babysitter for the night, like going out the door. Was that before, or after driving? that sustained trumpet? I don't recall. But that was I couldn't i like everything stopped in the world when i listened to that wayne bergeron um bergeron mm-hmm. um is the trumpeteer that plays that and everyone should know him i just it's just okay. amazing it's just amazing that like that sustained high note is yeah no words agreed Continue. um yeah so uh, and it, it kind of then their life begins to morph back into her real life, where we see the exact same scenes happening that we saw earlier. Except they're really husband. handsy when they're like sitting down in this club. They are. They're way more handsy. Yeah. Um, and so, so yeah, does that so allude come... that David and Mia are in a loveless marriage? I was like, look, there's no spark. to have them not touch. Um, there's a flicker, yeah, not so a flame. It, it comes. It comes full circle to them now back at the club again, and we hear the melody now kind of because it got all excited, like it went back up to like another day in the sun, another day of sun, like going and through then all it these got like, back different to the simple melodic message. Themes, and then it came back to the simple, like me and Sebastian's theme as we went back up on stage. It's very, it was the and period so- to the message Seb was sending yes. to Mia. And what was that message? Which I, I still love I you. I will always love you. Yeah, and that she it is reciprocated when she like walks out. She's like, yeah, let's done. She stops, looks around, they lock eyes, and then she like gives her gives him like a grin. It's just acknowledgement. I I hear what you said to me. Yes. Uh, ditto. <laughs> yeah. Ditto, dude. And, was was that I, smile? <laughs> and again, in this entire scene, there was no dialogue. There was only the scene and the music. And you understand everything that he is conveying to her. Everything that he feels in this moment of what could have been. Yeah. And, and I think this is what really puts the cap on the message of the song. And like I, why I think it's amazing that they didn't end up together. Because oh, yeah. They are, I know so many people that like don't like the ending because they don't end up together. And I was like talking to like some of those people no. recently. I was like, no, I love that. And they're like, you love to be miserable. No. Is what they told me. The, the, it's, whole, yeah. the whole point is that they were two in, like from the very first moment they met from that scene on the highway when they interacted for the very first time ever. At that moment, they were two individuals with their own dreams and goals and aspirations. And they continued to be those two individuals with dreams and goals and aspirations. And the nature of those dreams were were like they couldn't build a life together. As in, not saying like those professions couldn't work, but like where where they needed to grow to get there. Yes. Couldn't. They could not build a life together. And to me, 
that is like there is a maturity and even a romanticism in understanding when a person is not right for you it doesn't mean you don't love them it doesn't mean you you don't care for them it doesn't mean you don't want to be in a relationship with them it just means they're not the right person for you and that's okay. And I will say, they could have said hi to each other. They could have had a conversation. <laughs> right, like, they could have <laughs> talked, They could have been like, you know? hey. <laughs> she could have stayed for the rest of the it show. It could have been like, either, like, they don't owe each other anything. That's not what I'm trying to say. But it's just like, hey, like, I mean, each of them were the person that, st- like, started their fantastic dream aspirational careers. If yes. you see each other after a while since that, you know, start, you can be like, I, you could just say in passing, hey. glad you're doing well. Thank God you changed the name. Which, but to me, to me, that's what that smile was. Yeah. Granted, they could have said that in words, but to me, that's what that smile was. Oh, yeah. Was. No, no, no. It was also what his entire musical piece was saying to her. Yes. Um, but like, <laughs> but at the same time, they're dramatic ass people. Yes. And so, fiend. fiend. <laughs> so, um, the composer for this film is Justin Gabriel Hurwitz, um, who is a film composer and TV writer. Um, so he uh, has collaborated a lot with Damien Chazelle, mm-hmm. who is the director for this film. Um, who also directed Guy and Madeline on a park bench, Whiplash, and First Man. Um, and so that's kind of where Whiplash comes in, where like they kind of, from their success with Whiplash, they kind of, I, I guess, funneled that into their work for La La Land. I forgot yes. to mention J.K. Simmons. He was like was going to be brought up because of his work in Whiplash. He had an option. Mm-hmm. He could either play the boss or Mia's father. He chose the boss. Oh, yeah. I feel like the boss was well. I mean, there. I guess there were equally quote unquote sized. Well, he had speaking roles, lines in but... one. But I assume that That's he true. would have been given like more lines if he was Mia's father. If he was Mia's father, because it's J.K. Simmons, like. Um, but yeah, and all so, he wants are those so, damn pictures of Spider Man. <laughs> so um, yeah, so Hurwitz, uh, he actually met Damien Chazelle at Harvard, where they were roommates together. Um, and so they collaborated together on uh, Guy and Madeline on a Park Bench actually started as a student film that they collaborated on. Um, so that was released back in 2009. And then they, after that, they started like working Which together was 12 years ago, bit. 12 years from then, we are in the future, which is now. <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> um, yeah, and so then from that, they kind of began, like, just working together quite a bit um, and eventually collaborated on La La Land. And for this, they have won a ton of awards. So <laughs> not all of them. La La Land... Not... <laughs> so La La Land, in total, has won a 125 different awards across various like organizations so like aacta the academy awards aka the oscars um art directors uh guild awards american cinema editors bafta boston society of film critics Bofa. Um, critics choice awards florida film critics georgia film critics golden globes hollywood you're film, not like, saying mine tons what? Bofa. 
don't. I'm not doing you it. You almost I'm not did. Biting. You almost did. I'm not biting. I'm not Both biting. Both of these nuts. <laughs> Oh, that's um, yeah, comedy, so <laughs> the film the film has won over 125 various awards. So Justin Hurwitz specifically, um, he won several awards for this as well. So he won two Academy Awards, aka Oscars, um, for Best Original Score and Best Original Song, specifically for City of Stars. He also won. Um, Golden Globe Awards for Best Original Score again and Best Original Song again for City of Stars as well as the BAFTA Award for Best Film Music. Um, so he has, again, he worked on Guy Madalona Perkbench, Whiplash, La La Land, and First Man as composer. Um, he also has been a TV writer for The Simpsons. So he wrote the episode um, The Falcon and the Domen. Um, he also wrote for The League for seven different episodes and also the TV show Curb Your Enthusiasm what? for 11 oh, episodes. Man, great shows. <laughs> and the wild thing, Campbell, when La La Land was released, he was 31 years old. He can go fuck himself. <laughs> so, yeah, so incredibly talented composer and writer. Um, and I... I can't even imagine, you know, what the future might hold for him and Damien. Um, but the work they've done is amazing. Same things. Yeah. So. So. This week. This week. What are we going to be playing, Campbell? <sighs> I mean, I know because I requested it. Raven. But... We shall be performing just for the two of us, so... You know, get wrecked. Just the two of us. I love saying that when it's more than two people. Just the six of us. (laughs) Just the three of us. Um, In that scenario, three people have died. Um, We will be playing Sick Stars. (laughs) In a tragic skiing accident was what my mind would do first. So anyway, City of Stars, I shall, like, and you know... Staying true to fashion for Raven's Eyes, Raven and my humble beginnings. Raven shall be playing the cello, and I shall be playing the clarinet. Yes. So we will be right back. Hey everyone, in addition to our other nonprofit partners, I would like to do a quick plug for the Dodario Foundation. The Dodario Foundation is a nonprofit grant making organization that provides monetary and product support to high quality music instruction programs on the front line to improve access to music education. And every single cent raised goes directly to getting kids involved in community music programs, acquiring and maintaining instruments, providing college scholarships, and supporting new innovations in music education across 41 U.S. states and 180 cities. They accept monetary donations, of course, but also instruments. So if you have an old instrument that you no longer use, please consider donating it to the Dodario Foundation, where they can get it into the hands of a student in need. However you're able to contribute, you can go to dodariofoundation.org slash about slash donate. That is Dodario Foundation, D-A-D-D-A-R-I-O, foundation.org slash about slash donate. Now please enjoy the sultry sounds of me and Campbell destroying music. 
Let's start at eight. <laughs> Let's just, you know what? We tried it. We tried it once. It didn't work out. I, okay, okay, okay. I actually kind of hit my nose. Yeah, kind of. Yeah. Kind of. <laughs> let's just kind let's of. just start at measure eight. Let's just start at measure eight. Yep. Okay. <laughs> one, two, one, two, three, four. Let's stop. Yeah, we yes. got off. Let's let's just do that again. I think. Because I missed, Agreed. like, a lot of notes. I also missed every note between um, halfway through 17 yeah, yeah, I know. and I heard. up to 20. I was here. I was a part of, the, I was part of that <laughs> process. Like, oh, yes. Um, yes. Process yes, loosely yes, defined. Rude. Yes. Um, <laughs> okay. Um, do you want to start just at 16? I was going to say, let's just start at 8. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's fine. Okay. One. We can two, go slower if you want. One. No, no. It's not the speed. Speed, it's like, it's, I guess, physically registering the notes, but like the speed is okay. The speed, but wouldn't the sense. speed help with that? It would, but it's, it's more, it's, it's purely due to the fact that I don't know the notes ahead of time. Okay. If that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. So one, two, one, two, three, four. Let's start oh, at 22. That was a triplet. Let's start at 22. There were two triplets that I did not know were triplets until after we stopped playing. <laughs> two? There should have only been one. Oh, one of them is in your measure, yeah. which I don't know. Did you I try to I play I just saw it? it after I saw the first one. <laughs> no, no. So I saw the one in the last measure, and then after that, I saw the one in, in 29, but I didn't immediately write it was after i already saw the first one so i was like oh i missed another one yeah. if that makes sense yeah. um let's start at okay. 22 22 okay okay one two one two three four honestly could be worse i didn't do the worst that I've done on this podcast. Correct. The worst is you've done that I need to call your roommate to make sure you go to sleep properly and not die because you drank too much. <laughs> that was the worst. Um, um, but, you know, in conclusion, Raven, um, how would you rate this uh, music how? As Ms. Darbus would think... say. I think I would rate this a solid 9 out of 10. I would also rate this a solid 9 out of 10. I think I think there are parts, specifically the floating scene in the observatory, I could have done without. But I think overall, the feelings that it expresses and the way it expresses those emotions and really makes the audience feel what mm -hmm. Mia and Seb are going through, I get it. I'm, I'm there. I'm with it. Nice. Yeah, I was doing my jazz dance while she said that. I know. And it's it's solid. It's it's solid. It's very um forty-five year old uh mother of four goes out for the first time, it's like, ooh, this is my song. Ooh, ooh, this is my jam. Yeah. Oh hot damn. This is my jam. Uh, Campbell. Raven. Where can you find us? You got me. You got me good. I I was gonna say that to you, but like you know what? You I know you, you flipped the script. 
you can find I us the hashtag script the hashtag script what the fuck uh <laughs> i don't know i don't know what i'm yeah, doing <laughs> yeah we we need it we need to end this um we're talking about our friendship um what you can find oh, no. <laughs> just kidding buy your plane tickets um will do you can find us wherever podcasts are found that would include but not limited to podbean spotify Apple Podcasts, Pandora, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, um, whatever, whatever, like, podcast platform, where literally wherever you listen to podcasts, we are there. Correct. And for Correct. some of them, you do have the capability of liking and commenting and rating us. And if you were to do that, that, and the little algorithms, the little, little computer maths, the quick maths, it <laughs> helps us reach other audiences and what especially what we're trying to do with this we're trying to raise money for music education is like now a core part of this podcast besides you know yes fueling addictions um so if you want to support <laughs> one of those like i mean you know pick whichever one both would be helpful if you have the ability to like like and rate and comment like give us five stars comment or like if you you know what if you don't think we deserve five stars for certain episodes you can let us know. Be honest with that. You can contact us at yes. boozecools at gmail.com if you're like, uh, you know, have that kind of like feedback. If there's more stuff you want to hear, I, a friend of ours reached out to us at boozecools on Instagram and had a great idea that we should, that we will be doing in the future. And I'm really looking forward to it. Um, so stay on the lookout for that, Usna and Alec. Um, but yeah, that's where you can find us, what you can do to contact us. Um, anything you got, Raven? I it kind of like took over anything. for both parts we usually do. But like, it, it, no, it no, fit. It fine. felt, it felt there right. There is something, there is something I would like to say. Oh, I, Raven, I am so annoyed. Uh, the, like the alcohol is really <laughs> hitting me right now. And how, like, I can just tell like the breath and the hesitation between words that you just said that you're gonna say something wholesome <laughs> i feel about our friendship oh no. oh thank god um <laughs> thank god i would like to i would like to close out this episode by serenading you with the brief just a small bar bar of um a song that i feel truly represents what i'm feeling in this moment see you're being gross this is what i thought goodbye my lover Goodbye, my friend. You have been the one. You have been the one for me. <laughs> Good night, y'all. This is in the podcast. <laughs> <laughs>